It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, last day of term at Buckinghamshire School threatened with closure. Police Federation welcomes possible funding increase for Bedfordshire and protest outside Luton and Dunstable Hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. The school remains in administration and is set to close unless a new buyer comes forward by the end of the month. Julie's son goes to Penn School. We just need to save this school because the children are devastated, the parents are devastated. We don't, we, we don't know what to do. Um, we just need financial help to keep this school open for our vulnerable special children. Bedfordshire's Police Federation says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. The policing minister and Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning has announced a consultation on the way forces are allocated funding. He said the current system was complex and out of date. Emma Carter from the Beds Police Federation says the force is a special case. It is a really unique force. You know, it is the third smallest in the country, yet... In terms of incidents, and you just have to look at uh, local and national media for for the incidents that uh, that gets coverage. Um, you know, it's it's unfair that we have rural funding trying to deal with um, levels of cover of that to that scale, really. Tony Blair is today expected to intervene in the debate over, over Labour's future direction. A former advisor to Mr Blair has described as disastrous a poll predicting that the left-winger Jeremy Corbyn could win the Labour leadership race. The A41 in Hertfordshire reopened yesterday evening after a collision between a car and a pedestrian. The southbound carriageway between Tring and Berkhamstead was closed for several hours after the incident at about 2pm. A protest is taking place outside the Luton and Dunstable Hospital this morning over plans to outsource the catering and cleaning services. The union, which represents healthcare workers Unison, is challenging the hospital trust to rethink its plans. More from Carol Abercrombie. The unions at the hospital say hundreds of people have signed a petition calling on the services to be kept in-house. The trust board is deciding whether to give the contract for the next five years to a private company. They're aiming to improve the quality of service and achieve better value. Today's protests will lobby the board members, who are expected to announce their decision later today. Data on the most promising drug in treating Alzheimer's disease is set to be unveiled later. Patients and scientists hope it could become the first medication to slow the pace of brain decline. In sport, a second-half equaliser from Daniel Powell gave Milton Keynes-Dons a one-all draw at Mansfield in last night's pre-season friendly. Elsewhere, Wickham won 3-1 at Wealdstone. The weather mostly dry with sunny intervals this morning, but rain this afternoon. Maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Well done Simon, I heard you slowing down there because you knew I wasn't ready to start the show which is excellent. Now I'm ready to start, we're starting. Shoot my fetch and beauty This town ain't big enough for the both of us And the 
person heartbeat has 20 calibers of point of view. They need their protein just like you do. This time you pick it up for the book of us. you not I'm dancing there we go that's fixed it how would you not want to listen to sparks covering Sp- I'm back in the what? this is going to prove very very annoying probably more annoying for you than it will be for me but if I keep falling down this hole and it's doing it again for crying out loud jeez across hearts and bucks this oh. is BBC three counties radio Right. So it stopped for me. Catherine. Testing, testing. You're okay. Let's try Kelly. Kelly, are you there? Hi. Yeah, well now, now we're down it. Catherine, are you down it? Don't think so. Well, that's weird. Should I throw you a rope? Yeah. Don't like it down here with him. Now, you leave that alone. And by that, I don't mean that. You can carry on playing with that. I'm talking about the attitude. Drop that and hold this. 
and I'll haul you up. Shall I go first? That's better, we're out. We fixed it. I don't know. I've literally no idea what's going on there. Random on the veranda. I got a bit of a cob on today. Good. I had a stroppy yeah. email from one of my heroes. Yeah. Really stroppy email from one of my heroes. But I think you were cro- caught in the crossfire. Caught in the crossfire! Daily! Hey, boss. <laughs> hey, boss. Uh, I'm bearing in mind that you're broadcasting live from Los Angeles, so there'll be a slight delay. Does the name Carol Kay mean anything to you? Um, not to me. No, unfortunately not. Okay. Carol Kay is one of the most famous bass guitar players in the world. She played bass guitar for uh, Sinatra, Elvis, the Beach Boys, the Monkees. She plays the walking Ooh. bass line on These Boots Were Made For Walking. She made this bit up in uh, Wichita Line Man. ba 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 She's one of the wrecking crew. Don't call it the wrecking crew when you send her an email. <laughs> Otherwise, you get a very, very angry email back telling you to stuff it. Oh dear! Uh, very, very angry email. Anyway, listen. Let's let's crack on with this because we've got a very busy show, and I, 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 we can discuss all this later on. Uh, today, the last day of term for seventy-seven deaf and autistic children at Penn School. It's still unclear whether they'll be back there in uh, September. Parents have been trying to raise £1 million that's needed to save the school after it went into administration last week. And to say they've been having trouble getting support from the school's trustees and local MP would be put it mildly. We had um, the school's trustees PR company get in touch with us. What time did they get in touch with us this morning? Quarter to six. Quarter to six. So good morning, trustees who are listening. Good morning, school trustees PR company that's listening. Morning, Tim. Morning, Tim. We won't be reading that statement, but you're more than welcome to ask, encourage one of the trustees to call in. It's very long for a statement, but I'm sure you appreciate that as a PR professional. Yeah. This is a radio station. And also as a PR professional, you would know, Tim, not, not to phone up the station at 10 minutes to six. Uh, so, Tim, if, if, if you as the PR guy, a PR guy for the trustees of a school for deaf and autistic children, that sounds a bit weird to me. Um, so if, if you want to call in, Tim, or if you want to encourage any of uh, those other people, the actual trustees to call in, they're more than welcome to. I ain't going to read your statement, but don't worry, we won't say anything libelous. Um, Justin, you have... uh, uh, We're we're all kind of quite angry about this one, and it's going to dominate the show this morning, guys. Sorry about that. Um, Justin, you have uh, played a blinder. You are actually outside the school. I am indeed outside the school right now. So if, if those trustees listening this morning want to come and talk to us, I'm here outside the school. I'll be there between now and nine for the programme. So many ways they can get in touch. You can go outside the school and speak to Justin. You can call me 03459 555555. Uh, I, I kind of th- 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 sort of saw the beginning of this story just before I went away. And I know that you did a lot of good yeah. work about this last week when I wasn't here. Um, mm. th- 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 tell us what's been going on. Well, we first started covering the story 12 days ago uh, when we heard administrators had been called in. Now, that morning, Julie got in touch. Her son goes to Penn School. We just need to save this school because the children are devastated. The parents are devastated. We don't, we, we don't know what to do. Um, we just need financial help to keep this school open for our vulnerable special children. We've been given two weeks to try and campaign for our school. We've been given no time whatsoever. We've got no idea of where any of our kids are going. And we've basically all got the prospect of um, all our children going into mainstream, mainstream colleges. 
And Tim, the uh, from the PR company, is worried about protecting the feelings of the trustees who are worried we might suggest something naughty about them. Tim, mm-hmm. you listen to Julie, mate. You listen to all of the other mums and dads that we've had on. The teachers are going to lose the jobs. The teachers are going to lose their homes. Um, you're worried we might say something bad about the trustees. Oh, Tim. I just had another email. What has Tim said now? I appreciate an interview would make better radio for you, but none of the trustees is available this morning. They've chosen to issue this statement so they can prevent present this side of the story. Here Tim, we go. we ain't reading it, Listen buddy. Listen to this. It will not take longer to read the statement than it would to conduct an interview. But it would be dull, Tim. Tim? And this is a, a side of A4. Tim, and also it's not just about making good radio. It's about being able to put forward uh, uh, points and ask questions uh, for the, on behalf of the parents and the children who feel that they've been stitched up like a kipper. So I'm not going to read your statement, mate. Not happening. He's also saying that some of the things broadcast about them were borderline defamatory. No, they no. weren't. You could, Tim, They're either defamatory or they weren't. Hang on a second. Tim, uh, we know the rules of libel. I would suggest a little bit better than you. If they're libelous, sue us. And he's saying they, they deserve a full right of reply. We've been offering that for over a week. Tim, I'm not playing your game, mate. I'm not playing your little PR game, I'm afraid. Listen, they, they have, we, we have been asking them and asking them for 12 days to come on this show. You're telling me that none of the six trustees who represent that charitable uh, trust, who represent that school, none of those six trustees could come on once. And now they've... But they had the time to engage a PR company? Let's look up this guy's PR company. I'm not going to say it on the, on the radio, but look up this guy's PR company. I want to see who else they represent and what they do. Tim, I'm sorry, mate. It's not happening. We ain't playing by your rules. Sorry, buddy. Justin, carry on. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I'm outside the school this morning. That offer again is that I'm going to be here all morning talking to the parents as well. Um, I was here on Monday evening. Uh, there was a meeting with the administrator and also the parents, uh, which I managed to get into. I heard absolutely everything. Uh, the parents were told that five options are potentially on the table. Could be five people coming in to buy. My sources tell me that people have been and looked at the school already. More are coming today and tomorrow. Uh, also, the local MP for High Wycombe, he was on the programme yesterday morning, Steve Bay. He told you that uh, he's been doing all he could, but it wasn't his job, the job of an MP, to rescue a failing school. We are going to make touch, uh, get in touch with all of the parents, um, and I've given instructions for that to be done. So you've spoken and to none of them? At this stage, I have not spoken You've to known the since June the school was going to close down, the, um, the and you've spoken to none of the parents who are terrified, and they've the been calling you, they've been trying to get in touch with you, Steve, and you've not spoken to any of them. Why is that? Well, any of my constituents are very well welcome to speak to me. My constituents have not tried to get in touch with me. We, we know I that a lot of the parents have tried to get in touch with you and you've not, you've not spoken there to any of them. There are parents who's, uh, who live in other constituencies. And their kids go to school in your constituency and you've not spoken to them. I've um, spoken with their why is that? MPs. Yeah, um, there's uh, a lot of talk going on. <laughs> um, well, Unison are meeting their members as well, aren't they? Some of the teachers. Absolutely. It's not just about the children, of course, but um, parents trying to, to find places for, for their children in September, but, but also the staff here as well. Bearing in mind they were told two and a half weeks before the end of term that the school would be closing. We're hoping and praying that the school can remain open, but of course so many people's lives and jobs are at risk here. And this morning, Ian, again, it's the last day of term here. Uh, the school won't be closing. The administrators will be here trying to get a deal, the correct deal, of course, but it's the last day of term. And 
And, and to be quite honest with you, this morning, I think that the, the parents that are going to be coming to meet me, they just want answers. That is all they want. They want answers from the trustees about what they are doing to actively try and save this school, which is so crucial to the children. Justin, uh, you're going to be outside the school all morning if any of the parents, if any, we've had a couple of emails from teachers who don't want to be named saying thanks very much for looking into this. It's good to, to uh, hear the truth at last. If you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a trustee, uh, go to the school. Dealey's there. You'll be there all morning, won't you, Just? I'm going to be here, yeah, absolutely, all morning until nine o'clock, as long as it takes, you know. Again, uh, I'll be here directly outside the school. We're in the uh, BBC Three Counties Radio Van. Come down and, and just talk to us, tell us how you're feeling, and, and also, again, tell us what you're doing to fundraise. The parents are trying to raise a million pounds. Um, I think they're up to about 11,000 pounds. They're not going to get to a million, I wouldn't have thought, but uh, certainly doing a fantastic job. Tell us what you're doing to try and save this school. Justin, thank you very much. 03459 455555. Uh, if any of the trustees uh, want to come on, you're more than welcome to. We will not be reading that statement. I'll have a look at it. We, we, we might cherry pick some bits and pieces from it. Of course we'll, we will. We'll but... certainly, you know, present your views. But you know, we don't let anyone have free reign. We're not in PR. No, no, and uh, you're not in control. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Already starting to build up on the North Circular going west between the Clockhouse Interchange and New Southgate and slow between Staples Corner and Brentfield Road, the turn for Ikea and Wembley. Paula Radcliffe Way, the roadwork's still there in both directions at Cutthroat Lane and Clapham Road, likely to cause some delays through the morning. No problems on the trains so far. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. You know that feeling when you get two stroppy emails from one of your heroes in a morning? You know that feeling? I got that feeling. Where are we now? 6.18. It is Wednesday, the 22nd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of the term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire. And Bedfordshire's Police Federation say the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. Every weekday morning... One partially closed and the other didn't operate at all. I have contacted other companies who do it professionally and they said it should have been anchored down. The JVS Show. It was looked over by the garage and they told me to not move the vehicle anywhere. It's a complete death trap. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I'm getting nowhere. I've tried on numerous occasions to talk to the manager of this company. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. So they said, we're going to contact the customer, we're going to have a chat, and we're going to make a, a gesture to that customer. And we could do the same for you. Without your programme, I don't know what you'd do in the morning. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't need you. That's just that I need something I can care about to pick me up and wash me down and wear me out. If I want you, that's just that I need something I can't do without to lift me up and let me down and lay me out to gather me and give me some affection. Roll me over, Julie, and my 
Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, 03459 455 555. We can do this. One of your heroes let you down. We can do this, can't we? One of your heroes let me down. Let you down. Uh, the, the, the Wrecking Crew is kind of the made-up term for the uh, group of 60s um, uh, musicians in LA who played on everything. And it was Glenn Campbell, Hal Blaine, Carol Kay, uh, Larry Knetchel, uh, uh, um, the, the guy with the big beard and the long hair, whose name escapes me, Leon Russell. And they played on everything. They played on Sinatra. They played yeah. on Elvis. They played on... Name a, name a song from the 60s from America. They played on it. Played Calif- on the Beach Boys. Beach Boys, the Pet Sounds, California Dreaming. Um, they played on everything, right? And mm-hmm. Carol Kay is, is brilliant and is unique because she was a female bass player. You don't get many of them. You certainly didn't get fe- many female session musicians in the 1960s. And she was a brilliant bass player. She's Paul McCartney's favourite bass player, but he doesn't know it. He always cites Brian Wilson as his favourite bass player. Brian Wilson didn't, played on a handful of songs. But he was kept on the download because they wanted to make out yeah. that the, all the bands were playing their own instruments. So me and Kath have been watching this documentary about the Wrecking Crew. It's kind of a made-up term, we know that, and we've been enjoying it, and we've both been talking about Carol Kay. We found it really inspirational. Yeah, yeah, and I've always bigged up Carol Kay on Twitter and Facebook, and so I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll send her an email, let's see if we can get her on the show. Yeah. So I sent her an email saying, hey, Carol, big fan of yours, I play bass, I'm not very good... But I really think you're brilliant, and I love the you know the the, the wrecking crew in inverted commas. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the reply because it's really up it really upset me really upset me. Sorry, I don't answer. <laughs> Sorry, I don't answer to anything to do with that phony low life uh, 1990s Hal Blaine made up name. Hal Blaine was the drummer in the wrecking crew. One of. Studio musicians have been independently hired since the 1920s. All 400 of us were never a band. You were fooled, just like we were lied to about that slanderous, misogynistic, phony film with phony film inserts. That's the documentary we've I've watching. seen that film. I didn't find it misogynistic. I don't have anything to do with people who mention that nutty, phony name. She means the wrecking crew. Oh, OK. I replied, Carol, my humblest apologies... I did put the Wrecking Crew term in inverted commas to imply I knew it was a made-up title. I in no way meant to cause offence. I've looked at the pieces you've sent me. I shall read them thoroughly later today after my show. She basically sent me the, the scrawlings of, you know when you go into someone's house and their house is full of bags? She sent me the kind of scrawlings that, would, that those people would have But I down. said to you, she's in her 70s, you know, she's on email, that's something. Give it, cut some slack. Maybe, maybe we just stumbled into something. You obviously feel you've been slighted. I've heard others talk about Hal Blaine's ego and that they have beef with him. I'd love to um, hear your side of the story. Would you be up for having a chat? We could possibly do it on Skype or the phone. Ian? Reply comes in almost immediately. No, there's no sides. There's truth and then there's shallow Hal. She then goes on to libel Hal Blaine. Skip that bit. She then goes on to use a very strong sexual swear word. Skip that bit. That's the kind of people those are. Did you even look at my website, which has information about the phony film on it? No. I only deal with the finest of credible journalists like the BBC, etc. Did you look at my email address and my first email where I mentioned I'm from the BBC? So I reply... They, no, but there comes a point where you think, do you know what? She really upset me. Do you know what? The first one really upset me. That was the first thing I looked at this morning. I opened my phone, checked my work emails. I had that from my hero. And I thought, Oi. Well, you, you see the email first from her and think, exciting. Yeah. And it's a kick and it in really the hurt me. I thought, OK, well, OK. Uh, my reply. Um, I am from the BBC, but I take your point. Apologies if I've upset you. I have to be honest, Carol. I'm a huge fan of yours. Huge. And I've come away from this exchange feeling very upset and like a piece of dirt. I changed that word to dirt. I'm sure this wasn't your intention. If you change your mind, please do get in touch. Peace and luck with your life, Ian. I'll I'll read her reply when it comes live during the show. She's one of my heroes and she's made me feel... 
Uh, when has it happened to you? Oh, guess, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. I guess we work out. We work out from that how she managed to work with blokes for such a long time. I'm shaking. I'm so any... upset. I'm shaking. I'm, I'm. I'm genuinely so upset that she would have a pop at me like that. Yeah, I know. You don't know what's going on with her, and you know what? Doesn't matter. She's not doing it to you. The thing is, I would say I'm going to burn all of my records that she's played on, but that's my entire record collection. Honestly, she's played on everything. Viva Las Vegas, she played on that. Strangers in the Night, she played on that. I got, I've, 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 These boots are made for walking. That's her. I mean... Oh, well. Talent isn't always dished out to the nicest people, is it? You keep saying that I ought to be growing. Oh, hang on a minute. You keep saying that I ain't so true. Here's my Carol Kay impression. Here's something that could be a lifeline for our police forces, and I'm thinking for most of Bedfordshire. Mike Penning has announced changes to the way their funding's allocated in the future. The Hemel MP and Justice Minister says he plans to divide the money more fairly. Uh, Catherine, we, we've talked about this before. But, uh, recap, the current model for funding, why are some people saying it's not working? Well, some people, Mike Penning is saying the current police funding model is complex, opaque and out of date. The police allocation formula is almost 10 years old, and so the Home Office wants it replaced with something more simple as soon as possible. And what's being proposed? Well, they're looking at population levels, so they'll look at the environment as well to decide how much money is given to try to create a fairer system. Now, you remember the beef from Bedfordshire is always that they're treated. <laughs> the beef from Bedfordshire is always that they're treated like a rural police force, yes. when actually the sort of stuff they're dealing with is more metropolitan. You know, so cyber terror, cyber crime, and terrorism stuff like that. Cyber terrorists. Cyber terrorists. Ashley the way Madison, they're working isn't it? these days. Ashley Madison. Well, that that too. I don't know whether well, that's, that's based all. here, but that kind of thing. So they're not just all about you know, um, I don't know sort of low-level crime. <laughs> and this will be of particular relevance to Bedfordshire, won't it? Yeah, because they're fed up. They, As I've just said, they're um, getting the same amount of money as a rural force, despite facing many of the issues to, that a city would find, serious organised crime, counter-terrorism, some of their things that they're looking into. Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner, Ollie Martins, will be keen. Remember, he tried to increase the police precept in the uh, recent referendum, failed. Um, he's been saying that they are cut absolutely to the bone. They can't give any more. So hopefully this will be a little lifeline for him. The force was recently visited by a Home Office Task Force to look into their finances and we'll find out more straight from the horse and I'm talking about Ollie Martin. Please, I've told you, horse's do not mouth. call Ollie Martin a horse on air. That's private... Uh, Is office. that borderline defamatory? That's Bance. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Already looking heavy on the M25, going anti-clockwise around Junction 19 for Watford. Uh, the North Circular busy too, slow between the Clockhouse Interchange going west towards New Southgate. On the A40 in High Wycombe, you'll find some temporary traffic lights for the roadworks at Bradenham Road, approaching the roundabout, likely to cause some delays as we move through the morning. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire, but they say a case has been made to extend the existing tunnel plans north of South Heath. 
Bedfordshire's Police Federation says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government and a protest is taking place outside the Luton and Dunstable Hospital this morning over plans to outsource the catering and cleaning services. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The second-half equaliser from Daniel Powell gave Milton Keynes Dons a one-all draw at Mansfield in last night's pre-season friendly. Wickham won 3-1 at Wealdstone with goals from two trialists and the third from Gary Thompson. Summer signing Jack Marriott gave a young Luton side a 2-1 win at Kettering. Tonight the Hatters head for Thurrock and Stevenage played two 45-minute friendlies against local sides in Spain, drawing 0-0 and winning 2-1. Watford midfielder Alman Abdi says the players signed this summer by the Hornets made his decision to sign a new deal, an easy one. Abdi has signed a new three-year contract. Former England batsman Geoffrey Boycott says the pressure is on Ian Bell to score runs batting at three in next week's third Ashes test, or it could mean the end of his international career. Bell has been moved up the order to accommodate Johnny Bairstow coming into the side, who's replaced the out-of-form Gary Balance. Bairstow's last appearance for England came last month, when he hit a match-winning 83 to win the one-day series against New Zealand. I was pleased with the way I played in that, but it wasn't any build-up to that. It was straight in the day before and and that was that was just straight in and playing so no excited about about going and obviously that does give you a bit of confidence having been back uh, in that setup Meanwhile, England's women started their defence of the Ashes with a four-wicket win over Australia in the first one-day international at Taunton. And Team Sky have released some of Chris Froome's performance data at the Tour de France in an effort to end doping speculation. Froome heads into today's 17th stage, looking to extend his overall lead of three minutes and ten seconds. This is the dream position, to be four racing stages away from the Champs-Élysées with a decent advantage on, on most of my rivals. We're in yellow, I've got a fantastic team around me. Nothing's going to detract from that. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven.
Who he? Seeing your coconut and his orchestra. Of course. Great to have you back, Kelly. Thanks, player. I never knew that was the line. No one wants to be defeated. Yeah, nor did I. Nor did I. We had I just to... thought it was... Okay, really weird vibes of the show today. Justin is outside Penn School all morning. If you're a teacher, if you're a parent, if you're a trustee, you want to go and have a word with him, please do. He stood out there. You recognise him. He's orange. <laughs> um, or you can give us a call, 03459 455 555. At 10 to 6 this morning, the PR company that the trustees of the school have engaged, have hired, I'm guessing, it's a, I've looked at it, it's a swanky PR company based in that there Soho in London. I'm guessing it cost a few quid. I wonder who's paying for that. Um, the PR company guy got in touch with us at 10 to 6 and he's kind of making all kinds of crazy demands. Don't quite know why. He now wants Catherine to phone him up. Well, Tim... She's working, so you can hear me. That ain't going to happen. Uh, but I have m- made the decision that we are going to read your statement because, and I'll be honest, Tim, and I'll be honest, trustees, I don't think that I don't think the reading of a very dry, cold statement does you any favours. If anything, it could be interpreted as it makes you, it makes the, the people behind it sound um, uh, 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 even less bothered. Okay, so bear that in mind. Catherine is going to read your statement absolutely straight. But I'll take out the sentence you said I could. Yes, just let me go. We are dismayed by the inaccurate and vitriolic allegations that have been levelled against us. All of us work on a voluntary, unpaid basis, and our only wish has been to keep the school open for the sake of the pupils whom it serves. Since the school was unexpectedly placed in special measures by Ofsted two years ago, its income has dropped as pupil numbers have fallen. However, at the end of April 2015, we were made aware that pupil numbers for September 2015 were due to drop so drastically that the future of the school was at risk. We had received no prior warning of this. As a result, in May, we called in the accountancy firm Deloitte LLP to undertake a full analysis, advise us on possible turnaround options and help us negotiate with various third parties for additional funding, increase pupil numbers or achieve a sale. Tim, just to let you know that most people have fallen asleep now and this is doing your case no good. We'll carry on. We'll read the whole thing. Sadly, it became clear that the scale of investment needed in a short space of time was simply too great. And after speaking to Buckinghamshire Local Authority, the Education Funding Agency and other stakeholders, we decided on July the 6th, 2015, with great reluctance, that the only option was to put the charity into administration. We appointed joint administrators the following day who are still pursuing all options to save the school and talking to a number of interested parties. Some parents have asked why they were not warned earlier that the school's future was in doubt. Our intention has always been to try to keep the school open and if we'd raised doubts about its future at a time when we were still seeking fresh investment and investigating refinancing options, pupil numbers might have fallen even further, making the school's closure a self-fulfilling prophecy. Any more of that to go? There's two more paragraphs. We'll come back to those two paragraphs in a minute. Tim, people ain't listening. Um, Two things. uh, So who knew... They say April 2015. <clears throat> Who knew a year ago then, at least a year ago, that the school was in financial trouble? Because people did, OK? And um, people are desperate to get their kids in that school. 
They're desperate to get their kids in that school. The reason that the, 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 the kids stopped going is because they were stopped being recommended to go there because of the bad Ofsted. Um, that was changed, and then for some reason Bucks County Council still didn't <clears throat> put other kids forward. Parents would have been desperate to have helped raise money for that school. The other thing is, if you were so sure, it said the only option was to put the charity into administration, with great reluctance, OK. And then they say, if we'd raised doubts about its future at a time when we're still seeking fresh investment, pupil numbers might have fallen even further, making the school's closure a self-fulfilling prophecy. But you'd already decided you were going to put it into administration. So couldn't it have been fairer to give parents a bit more time to work out what their children's future might Two be? Two more paragraphs to go, guys. OK, back in. Don't you just love these statements? Back in. Here we go. Most hurtful are the outrageous and highly defamatory allegations that school funds have been mishandled. We've not said that. No one has said that. But I, I suggest you go to uh, Steve Baker, the uh, MP's website, and look at some of the comments on there where uh, it's been suggested. We haven't suggested that. Our accounts are audited every year. And, and I find that hurtful that you would accuse me of doing Don't that. Don't be hurt. I'm, I feel hurt. Our accounts are audited every year and are publicly available. Contrary to some suggestions, we are not being investigated by Deloitte LLP. And there are no financial irregularities. It was mentioned in the meeting that Justin went to that... Um, by the administrator. By the administrator that, that, that invest, financial investigations are undertaking, as would be the case in any of these situations, of course. That just seems obvious to me. And we've never suggested that that's extraordinary. That isn't... The, no, that we are, we're not suggesting that. That's just the thing that happens. And we've never said that there are any financial irregularities. Okay. Yeah. Final paragraph. Here we go. The decision to place the charity in administration was the hardest thing we've ever had to do, and it was not one we took lightly. We continue to hope that even at this late stage, the school can be saved and will keep parents in the local community aware of developments. And here's... Have we finished? By attending meetings? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. The trustees won't speak to Julie. We just need to save this school because the children are devastated. The parents are devastated. We don't don't know what to do. Um, We just need financial help to keep this school open for our vulnerable special children. We've been given two weeks to try and campaign for our school. We've been given no time whatsoever. We've got no idea of where any of our kids are going. And we've basically all got the prospect of um, all our children going into mainstream, mainstream colleges. Why don't they want to talk to her? That's what I don't understand. I, I, you've got, you've, you've paid money. I'm assuming you pay money, unless it's you know mates raises. Like you've paid money, trustees. I'm not talking to you now, Tim. Not bothered by it. I'm talking to the trustees. You've paid money to a PR company, to public relations. It ain't working. I'd ask for a refund. Uh, you, you, the PR companies are there to make people look good, to improve bad images. Okay, it's failing. It's failing miserably. Everything you're doing is failing miserably. Why won't one of you, Hugh, that woman we spoke to who sent us the email yesterday, is it Kerry? Yes. Why won't you just come on and speak to these people? What are you, what are you scared of? What are you hiding? What are you scared of? Here's the thing. So I, I don't get. I don't work for a PR agency in Soho yet. But if you're being accused of being high-handed and distant, don't send an A4 statement. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Three. Where are you going? You, the, Catherine thinks she's she's done. She's walking out. I was just going to see if herself. I had another email from Tim. <laughs> no, um, you go and have a little look, and I'll. I'll uh, um, uh, you know, guys, and I'm, I'm not bothered by that guy. I'm not even going to mention that guy's name anymore because he's 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 a, a MacGuffin. He's a red herring. He's a smokescreen. It's the trustees of the people I've got beef with. And the beef I've got at the moment is they won't come on and answer a few simple questions. They won't come on and talk to. 
the parents of the kids, man. <sighs> oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Don't worry, light and shade. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. Uh, we'll be playing Roxy's. And, in fact, um, Kelly Betts. Yes. Uh, Roxy's and paper. You ready? Yeah. One, two. It's paper. Ro- no, what is it called? Can I buy more? You're saying it wrong. Paper, scissors, rock, scissors, paper. Rock, paper, rocks, paper. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. One, two, two three, three, go. You're not doing yours. I've got, I've got, got to do it at the same time. I did it at the same time. You've got to do it where I can see it. Oh, well, that's, now that's, you can't How just... about instead of doing it, we just say it after three? Okay, fine, perfect. So you have to say it at the same time as me. I will say it me. almost at the same time as you. Okay, one, two, three. Rock! I thought you were going to use an office word then. Ooh. I right, do it properly. Seriously, go okay. with, with with your fist, okay? You've got to say it as well. So the no, people no, I'm at not saying home it. can see the people at home don't winning. count. There aren't any people at home. I've seen the figures. They don't what? come come here until half past seven. Okay, are you ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Scissors. Scissors. We both for the scissors. Well, that was a that was a lot of fun, and I <laughs> hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed the light-hearted banter there. Light and shades. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking busy now on the M1 going south between Luton Airport at Junction 10 and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, that's building up between Junction 21, joining from the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the A1 going south, already queuing between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner in Borehamwood. And on the North Circular, it's slow between the Clockhouse Interchange past Bounds Green towards New Southgate. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Tom. Right, 6.45, weather's coming up in a minute. Before that, though, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of the term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire. And Bedfordshire's Police Federation says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, a much cloudier day than yesterday, so we've got uh, the odd sunny spell, but they'll become fewer and further between as we head towards lunchtime and showers come in from the west. Now, they may actually affect the evening commute as well. Temperatures reaching about 22 degrees Celsius. Tonight, uh, well, the clouds do clear off to the east in the night and leave a bit of a hangover of cloud for a while, uh, but then for the second half of the night, the skies are actually looking pretty clear, so it could become quite chilly uh, with temperatures dipping down, possibly even to single figures in, uh, in the right spot tomorrow a bright start to the day cloud bubbling up but still leaving us with some sunny spells there may be one or two showers but otherwise a quiet day with highs of 20 degrees celsius and a decent start to friday there's still this uncertainty as to whether we'll get this rain or not but if it does come in it's likely to come in from the west later on and uh, should have just about cleared for saturday to leave us with a fine start to the weekend but it's looking cloudy and wet on sunday that's your latest forecast Every Saturday morning from six, David Priva. Are you surprised to hear of people still leaving their dogs in cars in Hotworth? No, I'm not really. I think they're uneducated. What did you do? 
broke the window at the back, the small, like a little quarter light window, and I thought, oh, I'll leave it on the Sweeney. You know, you put your elbow through. That the Sweeney? <laughs> David Prever. Hang on. Christian, you've got to calm down. I'd have plenty of water with me and my sun hat on and everything. It's Prince Philip, who uh, was a little bit uh, agitated in the heat yesterday. He dropped the RAF word, I think, is the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, your weekend diary is looking empty and you're thinking, what shall I do? Let me fill it up for you. David Prever, every Saturday morning from 6 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Sitting in the sun I feel it the day has just begun Won't you welcome back Feeling pleased that I have found some time
Yeah, that's right. I'm playing Morgan on uh, local radio. I know. No one bought that album, and yet you all should go and track it down because it's just full of pop gems. There's a brilliant song on there. Uh, <laughs> there's a brilliant song on there. Um, what is, which song is it? Oh, Miss Parker, right? And it's... Well, it, uh, let me just play you a bit. This is such a good album. Listen to a bit of this, right? And I think it's the guy's little brother talking. Isn't it brilliant? But then it keeps... Hang on a minute. Stick with it. There's a bit where it goes, quick, Miss Parker's coming, turn it off. Right, and so it sounds a bit silly, right? But then listen to this chorus. It's a little kid. Listen, yeah. Oh my god, your jumper, your jumper, Miss Parker's I don't I'm, I love to, I would love to think that that's the guy, you know, Morgan is the guy that that's his younger brother at yeah. school. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant record. Anyway, Catherine, yeah. can I just say, shame on me for not saying it. I've been caught up in angst and anger, and today is not a day of sadness and anger. It is for some parents. For some parents, it's a day of celebration. The, parents the rich are, parents. The rich millionaire parents, it's a day of celebration. Let's ask Kelly if she knows what day it is. Kelly? Kelly? Hi. Can you hear us, mate? Yes. You all right? Yeah. Just wondered if you knew what day it was. Um, it's the 22nd of July. Correct. Which means um, Prince George yes. is one today. No. no. Oh. He is, though, isn't he? No. no. Oh, is he two? Yeah. Oh, Happy quick. birthday. It's his birthday. Happy birthday. We can't sing the other birthday song. Does he get whales yet, or does he have to wait till he's grown up? Um, I think he's got whales, dolphins, sea lions yeah. performing at his party. Boom. And then they eat them. That's what the royals do. That's what the royals... Happy birthday. If you want to call in with your celebratory, um, you know, St George messages, you're more... St George? Li- He's a saint now, is he? Why, why the hell not? Why the <laughs> flipping hell not? He, he sh- if he isn't, he should be. Hey, I mean, do we get a day off? Yeah. Straight we... after the show. Oh, cool. I wonder I... if Will's got a day off. He's very hard working. He's, he flies a helicopter for um, sick people. Yeah, East, Am- East Anglian Air Ambulance. East Anglian Air Ambulance. Um, have some fun... With that, have we got anything in the papers? Yeah, there's a man with a bionic eye hole. Is it like um, the bionic man toy, where to make him look around, you've got to swivel the switch in his neck? Wasn't that um, six million dollar man? Army man. What's his name? Action man. No, yeah. action man was eagle eyes, and you could look through eagle eyes head. We're doing old toys from the seventies. There was a switch. I'm sure there was a switch. No, mate. Eagle eyes, action man. She's doing it. No, that's the six million dollar man. Eagle eyes, action man, you could look through his, his, the back of his head and you could see like a little crosshair through his eye. How much was that woman worth? 
Oh, no, she was just a bionic woman. They she didn't was, value her. She was just bionic. Because you thing, could peel her arm back. I had that doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing with the bionic woman, by that point, I mean, they invested $6 million in the man, in Lee Majors. They're not going to... Yeah, exactly. Just as just, just as, as he biblical was Adam, people will yeah. have, you know, you're, you're our spare ribs. Well, oh, I love a, love a spare rib. I love women. I love spare ribs. Leave mine alone. I need them. Well, if you if you dip them in barbecue sauce, I'm going to lick them. Anyway, carry on. Let's Good talk about know. this serious, serious story. A revolutionary bionic eye implant has restored the sight of a British man. They don't look cool like in the films. They look no. like safety specs. Yeah, they look like Google Glass. Before you get excited. Ray Flynn, 80, has become the first patient in the world to receive an artificial retina for dry, age-related macular degeneration. That's the serious Or AMD. Bit. Yeah. The most common cause of eyesight problems in the UK. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands could benefit from the technology which was previously used only for those with a rare eyesight condition. Oh, yeah. Surgeons at Manchester, big up the Manchester Yo, Massive. Manchester Surgeons! Royal Eye Hospital implanted a chip at the back of Mr Flynn's eye in a four-hour procedure last month. The retired factory supervisor, he would need his eyes for that. Big up the factory! Can now make big out... Big up the supervisors! Do you know what he can make out? Go on. Shapes with his eyes closed. So wow, that's psychic magic. eyes. That's awesome. Proof that the system is working. Wowzers. Gosh. Weren't they, have, they, have they fixed Stevie Wonder yet? Do no. you know there was a story about two or three years ago they were going to fix Stevie Wonder so that he could write good funky songs again? I'm joking. So that he could see. They were going to fix his eyes, weren't they? Were they? Yes. I don't know whether he sees himself as broken. I think he does pretty well. But I don't know. Well, you don't. You you don't know. You know, of course, that he when he he, he greets guests at his um his his gate. He's got a gate. He's got a massive mansion. I love this story. He's got a massive mansion, and the gate is about two miles away from his house. He greet he he picks up people in his car. Yeah. He drives them back. He's memorized the route. I've heard this before, but I've also heard a rumor that he had an accident and now he can't taste or smell either. Flipping. But I don't know whether that's true. But I do know that if you do um, have accidents, you can lose your sense of if you use, lose your sense of smell, you also can't taste anymore. Well, those two are connected, apparently. Hasn't but... Harry Redknapp got that? <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, he had an accident. <laughs> you can keep that. Take it to parties. Oh, there's a weird vibe in the show today, isn't there? Bit, it's, a dark, yeah. it's a dark vibe today. It's a dark vibe. We're teetering. We're teetering on the brink of collapse. Three days in and uh, mental uh, breakdown. I couldn't sleep last night. I was wide awake at one. Oh, I, I slept, but I was having some very weird dreams. Really wacky. Good I dreams. Was what? Wacky or good dreams? <laughs> or bad dreams? They were about Joaquim. So you were close. Oh, I like Joaquim. Um, Do you know him? Uh, no, they were. I just, just, we, I don't know, just anxiety dreams. Oh, no, Everything. Anyway, well, listen, we filled an hour. Another hour to go. Well, um, do you want a quick one? No. This is one for we you and, got, and We Will. haven't got time. Fatherhood can no. make men pile on the pounds. Thank you very much. Oh, this is completely done there. Fancy me. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Southbound M1 looking heavy on the cameras between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, you'll find that's heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 16 for the M40. In Borehamwood, the A1 going south, that's queuing between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And it's queuing on the North Circular between the M11 at South Woodford and the Redbridge Roundabout. No problems to report on the trains. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. If you want to phone up and uh, um, uh, play a little bit of rock, scissors and paper, you're more than welcome to. 03459 455555. Ever had a celebrity um, 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 be cold to you, shall we say? 
I was, of course, famously Al jardine at LAX Airport by, um... Oh, yeah, Al Jardine. Who's he? Well, exactly. He's the rhythm guitarist from the Beach Boys. He sang Help Me Rhonda, and he crushed me with a shrug of his shoulders and a dismissive... What do you want? When has a celebrity been rude to you? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. And if you're a mum, a dad, uh, a teacher at Penn School, Justin Dealey's outside it all morning. Go and say hello to him and tell him how you're feeling. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, unions to meet staff at Bucks School threatened with closure. MPs reject calls for full HS2 tunnel through the Chilterns and protest outside the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. The school remains in administration and is set to close unless a new buyer comes forward by the end of the month. Our reporter Justin Dealey is outside. Penn School this morning. I was here on Monday evening. Uh, there was a meeting with the administrator and also the parents, uh, which I managed to get into. I heard absolutely everything. Uh, the parents were told that five options are potentially on the table. Could be five people coming in to buy. My sources tell me that people have been and looked at the school already. More are coming today and tomorrow. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire, but they say a case has been made to extend the existing tunnel plans north of South Heath. Cheshire and Amsham MP Cheryl Gillan has described it as bittersweet, but says campaigners can enter the summer with more hope. Bedfordshire's Police Federation says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. The policing minister and Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning has announced a consultation on the way forces are allocated funding. Emma Carter from Beds Police Federation says the force is a special case. It is a really unique force. You know, it is the third smallest in the country, yet in terms of incidents and you just have to look at uh, local and national media for, for the instance that, uh, that gets coverage. Um, you know, it's, it's unfair that we have rural funding trying to deal with um, levels of cover of that to that scale, really. Tony Blair is today expected to intervene in the debate over Labour's future direction. A former advisor to Mr Blair has described as disastrous a poll predicting that the left-winger Jeremy Corbyn could win the Labour leadership race. The A41 in Hertfordshire reopened yesterday evening after a collision between a car and a pedestrian. The southbound carriageway between Tring and Berkhamsted was closed for several hours after the incident at about 2pm. A protest is taking place outside the Luton and Dunstable Hospital this morning over plans to outsource the catering and cleaning services. The union, which represents healthcare workers, Unison, is challenging the hospital trust to rethink its plans. More from Carol Abercrombie. The unions at the hospital say hundreds of people have signed a petition calling on the services to be kept in-house. The trust board is deciding whether to give the contract for the next five years to a private company. They're aiming to improve the quality of service and achieve better value. Today's protests will lobby the board members who are expected to announce their decision later today. Data on the most promising drug in treating Alzheimer's disease is set to be unveiled later. Patients and scientists hope it could become the first medication to slow the pace of brain decline. 
In sport, a second-half equaliser from Daniel Powell gave Milton Keynes-Dons a one-all draw at Mansfield in last night's pre-season friendly. Elsewhere, Wickham won 3-1 at Wheelston. The weather mostly dry with sunny intervals this morning, but rain this afternoon, a maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Morning, guys. Thank you, Simon. The vibe is dark with this one. There's a dark tone to the show. Have you noticed? I mean, I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I'm trying to think how we turn it around, and uh, I, I, I just... I just don't know. Actually, I've got a couple of ideas. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for my laptop. I've got a couple of ideas how we can turn it around. If you want to take part in the show, by the way, um, it's another Penn School special. Last day of term for the school that may not be opening again in September. We just don't know. Actually, I, I, I don't want to be a pessimist. I think we've got a pretty good idea. But, 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 optimism's flame still burns. That was nice, that. Write that down. I'll, 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 I'll use that again. Probably stole it from someone. If you're a parent of uh, a kid that goes to Penn School, if you're a teacher, if you're a trustee, and if you want to have your say, two ways of doing it this morning, and we're going to make it really easy for you. You can either give me a call, 03 459 455 555. Or if you go to the school itself, Justin Dealey is outside the school. He's going to be outside the school all morning. And thank you, we had a, a, an email yesterday, anonymous email from a teacher who works there. Did you see that, Catherine? Um, saying, um, I don't want to come on because I'd be too upset, I'd be too angry, but, 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 thank you. And we had a press release statement from the trustees who don't want to talk to anybody at all. And I just don't understand it. Rock, scissors and paper. And when has a celebrity been a complete and utter sh- Darlington. It's not even the right word. You know what I mean. To you. I had a couple of emails this morning from one of my heroes, one of my actual heroes. I'm constantly bigging her up. Won't be bigging her up no more. <laughs> I'm burning all my records from the 1960s. Bye, mamas and papas. Bye, monkeys. Bye, beach boys. I can never listen to pet sounds again. The painful um, uh, twist in the heart and the slight shift of the soul that we get when we listen to pet sounds on headphones will now be replaced by a burning rage. 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. What are you beeping on about? There we go, you see. There you go, we see. Have we got any texts, Catherine, before we crack on, apart from people saying they thought that song was rubbish? Um, we've got Morning Guys what was that track uh, yeah apart you from one saying that song was rubbish I, I, I no. no no we've got one that Sean from Abbott's Langley oh, oh no Sean no do you know what Sean was ruled about rude, he, Sean won't be enjoying the show this morning because we're talking about Penn School again doesn't see the point does no, he no he doesn't he, he thinks we shut up talking about special schools and start talking about um, Muslims it was his horrible horrible text essay so sorry Sean you can't play my ball I'm taking it away 
555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, almost a fortnight uh, after uh, a frantic fundraising... Um, what does that say? After almost, yes, I see. Sorry, yes, my, my, my bad. I'm trying to change the size of things as I'm reading and I can't do it. After almost a fortnight of frantic fundraising, Penn School in Buckinghamshire is due to close today as its future remains in doubt. Parents and uh, teachers have been rallying around to raise uh, awareness about the special school after administrators were called in. 77 deaf and autistic children face losing a place at the school come September, but there is still a chance it could be saved. Um, Amy Clark set up a uh, crowdfunding page. Morning, Amy. Morning. You get, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. How are you doing? Not too bad. You've given yourself a big task, though, because you need to raise a million pounds. I've got to ask the question, how much have you got so far? Um, we've got uh, 11500 Oh, man, it's, it's a lot of money, but it's nowhere near it, is it? No, I know, I know. Um, t- tell us um, what the money is for. Um, well, the money is um, to cover, as far as I... I'm aware from the administrators is to cover um, a debt that the school has and um, some... It's to basically try and save the school, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's just to to try and cover the debts that the school's got and just to keep the school open, basically. Mm. The deadline's um, been extended slightly. It, 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 I think it's the 31st, so we've got... <laughs> Oh, uh, you've got nine more days. Yeah, they've given us another week, uh. basically, to the end of July. Um, but let, to try but and find the money. Or being honest and, and being blunt, you, you're not going to get the million quid, are you, by then? It's, it's no, unlikely. It's no. unlikely. How optimistic are you that, that, that a buyer might step in and, uh, and save the school? Well, we've, we've been told that there's some interested parties, mm. but... We haven't been told sort of any details on who or how interested, you know, or anything like that. Um, the details are sort of far and few between that we, we've been getting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the committee is working quite hard to keep the pressure on uh, the administrators and everything to try and find... And that's the that's the committee of, of parents, is it? That's not the trustees we're speaking about. No, that's a committee that's been set up with some uh, parents and people with a bit of experience in in this sort of thing. The trustees um, still don't want to come and talk to us. They've they've uh, hired a PR company from uh, that's based in Soho in London to, to send us statements and, and send us emails and try and manage things from their end. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Amy? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's quite ridiculous, really, when you think about the fact that the school is closing because it's not viable as a business, but then all of these, you know, companies are being hired and paid for and you just sort of think well you know it's crazy when you think about it yeah well i mean amy listen thank you the thing is we don't know the relationship they've got with this pr company um whether it's it's cost them money whether it's a mate whether it's being done as a free we don't know we don't know so we, we have to be careful making assumptions about money and where it's going um but boy, you know, trustees, it would be so good to have you to come on. Oh, I'm flogging a dead horse. You're not going to come on. You're not going to come on and um, face your responsibilities. Justin, you're, you're outside the school. You've been outside the school since about six mm. and you're going to be there all morning. Um, what's going on? 
Uh, well, I can tell you, boss, that uh, people are turning up already. Uh, one lady who's just turned up is uh, Margaret Nash. Uh, Margaret, you're live across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. You're a, a retired teaching assistant. Yes, uh, you worked at the school for, for 20 years. You retired last year. Tell us why you're here this morning. I'm here this morning to support the children and the parents of Penn School. That's the reason why I'm here. Um, I have retired um, as soon as this came public. That closing, um, right. we owe it to the children and to the parents to come down here and fight for Penn School. And tell us, um, tell us why this school is so special. And also, after retiring last year, after 20 years, tell us how much you, you miss the school and the children. Right. Um, the, the children I mean an awful lot to us. Um, this is a very special school. It has specialised teachers um, for each individual department of the children that, that, that need the specialisation. And um, when I left the school, I missed the children en enormously. I've been here for 20 years. I had seen the children come from, um, well, when, when they took me in at five years old up until 16 years old, and then they stopped to started to take them in at 11, and they left at 19, and um, those children were my life. And, of course, so when I left them um, and, and left the school, I was extremely... Um, my, my life was empty without the children. And then, of course, when I heard of the plight now, um, I had to come back and fight for the children in the school. Final point on the trustees. They are yet to talk to us on our programme. Uh, we've had a statement sent through this morning via a PR company. Um, the fact they've yet to join us on the programme. What's your thoughts on that, please? Well, that doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, I tried to get hold of all of the trustees last year. Um, I only managed to get hold of the um, chairman of the trust through constant... Um, uh, barging and um, constant um, uh, sending emails and telephone calls but never had them returned only through the third person and um, I never got to see the governors and I was just completely banned from all parties of seeing and talking to any of the other governors so I've not seen the governors I've been at the school for 20 years and I did not know what any of the governors uh, not sorry not the governors I did not know what any of the trustees looked like in 20 years, in 20. you never saw any of the trustees? In 20 years? I haven't seen any of these trustees that are on the trustees now, no. Never. Wow, that is quite extraordinary. Yes, it is. Okay. It is. Yeah. You're going to be with the parents very, very soon. Um, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. There you go. That was uh, Margaret Nash, uh, a former teacher there, joining us on the programme. Just to recap what she said again, because, uh, yes, listeners are hearing that correctly this morning. In 20 years of working here at the school, she did not see any of the trustees. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised by anything anymore, Just. I'll be completely uh, honest with you. I mean, I'm going to stop putting out calls for the, 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 the trustees to come on because they ain't going to come on. They've hired a, a, a swanky PR company from, from Soho. If only the parents were able to do that. If only the parents had the, the, you know, the money to go or the, the contacts to hire a, a fancy swanky PR company to uh, get press statements and press releases sent out. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, I was, I was going to say, if, if you think about how long it would have taken to instruct a PR company and then put together a statement, that would take a very long time. I used to work in PR. I know how it works. Um, all we're asking for is a few minutes from one of the trustees to come on the programme. That would take a lot less time and effort than it's taken to instruct a PR company to send you a statement this morning.
Delia, you're going to be there all morning and you're willing to talk to anybody, anybody that comes along that's got an interest in Penn School, you know, uh, um, parents, mm-hmm. mums, dads, teachers, trustees, the headmistress, uh, neighbours, yep. anybody that's got an interest, you, you'll have a word with them if they want. Absolutely. I've, I've got the car. I'm directly outside the school gates. Uh, Margaret there, very, very passionate. Um, she's somebody Ooh. who used to work here. She feels it's her duty to be here to, to be with the parents and give them support and try and save the school. So if you're a former teacher, if you're a current teacher, uh, the head teacher, and of course, just maybe, if you're a trustee and you're listening to this, I'm outside the gates of the school and I'll be here live for the programme until nine o'clock. Please come and talk to us. Justin, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the phone number. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still looking, looking pretty heavy on the M1 going south between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. Looking at the sensors passing Stevenage on the A1M, that's not too bad so far this morning. On the M25 anti-clockwise, you'll find that's heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The A1 at Boreham Wood going south, that's still queuing between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And in Bounds Green, the North Circular slow going west between the Clockhouse Interchange and New Southgate. No issues on the trains. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. Right, 7.16. It is uh, Wednesday, the 22nd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of the term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire. And Bedfordshire's Police Federation says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. For over six decades, comedian Ken Dodd has been touring and selling out theatres. I'm very, very blessed, actually, Mr Nick, because if the jokes aren't connecting as, as much as I'd like them to, I can always burst into song. Weekdays from 12. Much of that music, not least the Happy Mondays, has not only stood the test of time, it still sounds as fresh as it did then. It certainly does, yeah. 60s knockoffs. Are you sure that weren't that other lot? Not us. Nick Coffer. Live at uh, Woburn Abbey for the uh, Woburn Abbey Garden Shed. It's very nice to actually speak to you in your home. You are the very proud garden manager. I am indeed, yes. I'm proud of what we've achieved as a team here at Woburn. It's fantastic. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Where am I going? Well, we're supposed to be speaking to Ollie Martin. That's what I was thinking. And he's usually, you know, just right up to the... because uh, you called him a horse on air. I said I was talking about the horse's mouth and he was the horse in question, but oh, I don't you... think he's a horse. He's a very respected person. Well, he, he's... Maybe he's gone to Luton. Oh, oh no, he's no. not. No. No. Ollie. I don't know. Have we got his... Fa- Surely yeah. we have Ollie Martin. Why don't you give him a call, mate? I'm going... see where he I is. I am. She's ringing him. <laughs> She's ringing him. We've got some texts. Give us some texts. Um, and this is from someone who has been uh, let down by their hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go on. Oh, oh, are you okay to go there again? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting, uh, do you know what? It's one, I'm getting flack from those stoners from yesterday. I'm getting well. flack from Carol Kay. I'm Hi, Ollie. It's Kelly, Three Counties. Kelly. Oh, hang on. It's not real flack. Hello, are you on I your way? I don't even... 
two minutes away. Right, okay. Okay. okay, we can. We can do two minutes. We can do two minutes. Mark in Dunstable right, says, we'll see him in two minutes. All right, okay. go on. Mark, in, Mark didn't say that, I said that. No, go on, Mark in Dunstable says, I saw Spike Milligan coming out of the white elephant. I said, good afternoon, Spike. He replied, F off. It must have been on <laughs> one of his black mood days. See, now I'm laughing because it's Spike. Um, but that would hurt, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would. Um, all right, Sean is, uh, is, was saying he was joking yesterday. All right, fine. All right. Okay, Sean. Forgiven. Then, Sean, you're forgiven. You are forgiven. So isn't it, uh, we need an, an, an ironic emoticon um, for texts and uh, tweets because otherwise it just gets so confusing, doesn't we it? Could it use just... that um, poo with a face on. Well, no, no that you... doesn't show up on my system. It's it's uh, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it just. Oh, hang on, what's going on here? Do we put NR for not really? Oh, uh, I mean, that would be helpful. Yeah, it's just confusing, isn't it? It's really, it's really. It so really okay, if we're confusing. back friends yes. with Sean. Oh. Oh. oh, yep, go on. If we're back friends with Sean. Yeah, we can read his text. We can read his text. We can read it. Can we read his text, Dave? Yes. Okay. Bionic Man was the one you looked through. Eagle Eyes Action Man had the swivel. No, he's banned. Ban, oh, him, ban him again. for. spoilt it, Sean, by disagreeing with Ian on uh, your first you, text. You're banned. You're, you're banned. Tough, yes, it is. Um, I haven't got any Ollie Martins. Um, have you not got regular round? No. no. Oh, mate, come oh. on. Where have you been for the last three months? Missing that. Yeah. Um, we'll get him to say it again. Yeah. This thing's gone to... Um... A message from Mr Ian Lee. There we go. Take care, because he cares. You see? <laughs> got, fr- got friends in high places before you go and get hiring your swanky PR companies. I know Tony Blackburn. <laughs> I love Tony Blackburn. Uh, can I get this script printed off for this next bit? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um... I've got nothing, there's not, oh, I really feel that I'm, hang on a minute, I don't want, I got, let, let me, uh, <clears throat> Wills has got a guilty secret, he said, opening the page, at a, the paper at a random page. It's not that, it's not that, that's Edward, it's not that. Burger with an egg on top, but don't tell Kate, happy birthday, St George. It's hard to imagine uh, the Duchess, when I was a kid, burger with an egg on top was considered the, the height of luxury, luxury. It's hard to imagine... Where the flipping hell have you been, Ollie? Blimey. You're right. You sit down. Let me do this. I'll be with you in a second. It's hard to imagine the Duchess of Cambridge allowing her husband to feast on a calorie-laden burger with chips. He's the prince. He's going to be the She's king. She's not making it. He's the king of England, the future king of... He can eat what he wants. She's not going to be in the kitchen saying, right, well, I've got a ready meal. If there's any... There are two benefits to being the Prince of Wales, right? Is he the Prince of Wales? No, he's not even that, is he yet? There's two benefits to being the future king. One of them is you get to bat above your average. Two, you can eat what you want. Oh, no, he's a very attractive man. I've seen him in real life. He's got that thing. It would seem that Prince William more than made up for it while away on RAF duty. The Prince apparently developed a taste for the 450 calories. Is that all? Royal Welsh Lamburger. Here we go. Here we go. A half-pounder... Flavoured with a dash of mint sauce and paprika and mm. topped with Snowdonia cheese bacon and a fried egg. I could do that. I could do that. I, I can't do that because I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. That's the problem. You see the rubbish we have to fill with, Ollie? <laughs> How are you this morning? You're right. Uh, bit did, out of breath. Did you, <laughs> where, where have you run from? The car park? Well, you've moved. Uh, yeah, I did. You didn't. You didn't go to the wrong place, did you? No, I didn't. Okay. It just took a bit longer to get oh, here. Yeah, it does take... It's a little bit further than we all thought. It's nice to see you this morning. Thank you for coming in. Now, the, the reason you're here is because the way the government dishes out money to police forces is set to be reformed. Something that could be helpful to uh, to Bedfordshire. The MP for Hemel and Justice Minister Mike Penning wants to replace the current model for police funding 
and allow the money to be divided fairly between police and crime commissioners. Ollie Martins, of course, police and crime commissioner uh, for Bedfordshire. Why is that? We've spoken about this before, and this could potentially be really good news for you and, and, and the people of Bedfordshire. What is wrong with the current funding system that Bedfordshire's got now? It gives us too little money. Why? Why? Um, well, the the biggest problem with the the old formula is uh, that it was never implemented properly. Uh, there was meant to be a transition because when you do something like this, and really this is why it's such a uh, political hot potato, you've got winners and you've got losers. Uh, and when the last formula was introduced, there was meant to be a period of transition. So uh, what uh, what was called the damping mechanism was put in to smooth the journey for the winners and the losers mm. uh, except it was put in the first year and then it just stuck there mm. so in fact we never got the money out of the old formula when it was introduced that we were meant to get so Bedford, if i got this right you tell me if, I, if i'm wrong bedfordshire at the moment is is classified as being a rural area even though there are some some really big towns and cities in it that, that that actually have very specific needs, so you get rural funding. Pretty pretty much, if you look at uh, the amount of money we get per day per population, uh, if you look at the number of police officers that we can afford to employ, and you compare us to the forty three forces up and down the country, mm. um, Bedfordshire is down there at the bottom of the graph with a low number of police officers, a low level of funding with places like uh, our neighbours, Hertfordshire, Cambridgeshire, um, Suffolk, Norfolk, places like that. Um, if you look at the level of um, burglary, robbery, um, vehicle crime that we have, uh, and again, look at compare us to the 43 forces up and down the country, um, we're, on the, we're at the end of the graph with places like Greater Manchester, West Midlands, mm. the two two Yorkshire, the two metropolitan Yorkshire forces. Um, so that to me says we're not getting the level of funding that we need. Have you spoken to Mike Penning about this? I had a meeting with the minister. Yes. Yeah. And um, he was he was sympathetic. I mean, I think um, really I would say off the back of the referendum, you know, um, I think they're taking notice of the points that we're making to them. They, they, they've spotted that we're uh, not very well funded and that we've got one or two issues that we need to deal with. Has he given in, in, any indication of how much money, how much extra money this could mean for Bedfordshire? No, no. I mean, what they're doing is that they're consulting on the principles. Uh, as I say, when you come up with a new formula, mm. it is a political hot potato. There will be winners, there will be losers. Um, it would be difficult for Bedfordshire to be any more disadvantaged. So on that basis, I'm hoping that, uh, so that we're going to do all right the, the out of it. There's not a possibility that this you, you could lose even more money? I would be surprised, right. uh, particularly when you look at the uh, factors that they're trying to put into the, the formula. Mm. Uh, you know, it's the, the, yes, they're looking at population, but they're also looking at um, something around how hard-pressed the population is. Uh, they're also looking at uh, the capacity of the force area to raise money through the council tax. We have a, an issue because a lot of properties in Bedfordshire are band A to C, and we don't have uh, a good number of D and above. Mm. So that means that uh, what they say in the parlance is our, our council tax base is, is low. Um, so 
you know that means that uh, we have a higher level of precept than for example Hertfordshire but because Hertfordshire have more properties at D and above as a proportion than than we do uh, they actually raise a larger amount of their income yeah, through the council tax through the council tax having a lower pre police precept and what would have. this money supposing you, you get some extra money what would it go on is it is, is it simply more coppers or or yeah yeah i mean um because that know, was what the referendum and we need to you need to let it go on yeah. let the referendum go <laughs> but that was what the the, the 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 purpose of the referendum what the extra money that would have been raised if people had voted in favor of that was was for more coppers wasn't it well uh, yeah i think you've got, got to not get too excited though because you know, listening to the Chancellor yesterday, he's yeah. uh, and he was talking about departments need to prepare, show me plans for 25% cuts and 40% cuts. And of course, one of those departments is the Home Office. You mm. know, policing is not a ring fence protected which budget. Is, which is, is, is crazy, so, I think. You know, it's almost the best thing that can happen for Bedfordshire is perhaps that we stand still and don't get cut to the extent yeah. that we were were expecting to get cut, which is one of the things that the referendum was meant to deal with. Ollie, I'm glad you made it. Thank you for coming in. And you see, it's not always a rough ride when you come in. Sometimes <laughs> we can have a, like a decent, proper chat about stuff. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, Speak to you later cheers, on. Ian. Thank you very much. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can text as well, of course. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Uh, more trial by media, says Phil. This time over Penn School. If you speak to Margaret Nash again, that's the headmistress, is no. it? No, I don't know who Margaret Nash is. Oh. Okay. D um, okay, if you speak to... We don't know who Margaret Nash is, Phil. If you speak to Margaret Nash again, can you please ask her if 20 years... Oh, was that the woman that Justin was speaking to, maybe? I don't know. Uh, can you please ask her if 20 years at the school, including... Uh, 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 can you please ask her... Can you please ask if her 20 years at the school, including the poor Ofsted rating? Yeah, it, Phil, 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 you missed this point. We've addressed this point again. Let's do it again because maybe you weren't listening to it. Uh, it did get a poor Ofsted rating. Two, several things we need to bear in mind. Recently, 40% of all Ofsted inspectors were, guys, they were sacked because they weren't up to scratch. 40% of them got the boot, which I kind of think means we need to just put a question mark by all Ofsted ratings. That's one thing. Secondly... Uh, the offset ratings were on the imp improvement. They were going on the upswing. So they, they, it was being turned around. Thirdly, thirdly, this school is more about more than just about how many kids pass their GCSE maths. You know, it's it's more than just about how many kids can reach this specific level of reading. It's a community. It's teaching kids to uh, integrate with other people. It's teaching flipping Elfield. It's teaching kids to speak. You know, it's teaching kids to wipe their backside. It's as basic as that. And that's why Penn School has to be, has to be looked at slightly differently. You can't categorise everything and put it all into these nice little Ofsted boxes. It doesn't work with that. It's not a trial by uh, by media, uh, Phil. It's it's um, um, uh, a small local radio station sticking up for a load of parents who've been stiffed, basically. It's a small local BBC radio station with a small listenership that's trying to stick up for a load of kids that have trouble communicating. That's all it is. I don't think that's necessarily trial by media. 03459, but thanks for the text. 03459 455555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
No particularly unusual delays so far this morning. The M1 going south, still looking heavy on the cameras in the centres between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Further towards London on the A1 at Boreham Wood, queuing between Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner. And in Watford, uh, the speed centres showing some congestion on Beach and Grove around Estcourt Road. No problems on the trains. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. The school remains in administration and is set to close unless a new buyer comes forward by the end of the month. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire, but they say a case has been made to extend the existing tunnel plans. And Bedfordshire's Police Commissioner says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. The second half equaliser from Daniel Powell gave Milton Keynes-Dons a one-all draw at Mansfield in last night's pre-season friendly. Wickham won 3-1 at Wealdstone with goals from two trialists and a third from Gary Thompson. Summer signing Jack Marriott gave a young Luton side a 2-1 win at Kettering. Tonight the Hatters head for Thurrock and Stevenage played two 45-minute friendlies against local sides in Spain, drawing 0-0 and winning 2-1. Watford midfielder Alman Abdi says the players signed this summer by the Hornets made his decision to sign a new deal an easy one. Abdi has signed a new three-year contract at Vicarage Road. Former England batsman Jeff Boycott says the pressure is on Ian Bell to score runs, batting at three in next week's third Ashes test, or it could mean the end of his international career. Bell has been moved up the order to accommodate Johnny Bairstow coming into the side, who has replaced the out-of-form Gary Balance. Bairstow's last appearance for England came last month when he hit a match-winning 83 to win the one-day series against New Zealand. I was pleased with the way I played in that, but there wasn't any build-up to that. It was straight in the day before and and that was that was just straight in and playing so no excited about about going and obviously that does give you a bit of confidence having been back uh, in that setup meanwhile england's women started their defense of the ashes with a four wicket win over australia in the first one day international at taunton and team sky have released some of chris Froome's performance data at the tour de france in an effort to end doping speculation Froome heads into today's 17th stage looking to extend his overall lead of three minutes and 10 seconds this is the dream position to be four racing stages away from the champs elysees with a decent advantage on, on most of my rivals. We're in yellow, I've got a fantastic team around me. Nothing's going to detract from that. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. We'll go to Justin in a second. Let me, let me know what fade he's on. Uh, we had um, the guy from Feed the Birds yesterday, um, which was what annoyed me about that guy. And I was a little bit harsh and I did apologise on air afterwards if I was a little bit harsh. But what annoyed me was the fact that he was trying to play this game. He wasn't as clever as he thought he was. He was trying to play this game. Was he on from Feed the Birds? And uh, it's a campaign to feed birds cannabis seeds. It, it's not. It was a campaign to, 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 well, his argument was it was a campaign to legalise cannabis for medicinal uses. I suspected there was more to it. Uh, than that, and then one of his supporters tweeted me yesterday. The cannabis club tweeted me and said, "Why? It's all about you know, it's all about medicine and stuff. Why didn't you let him speak?" 
I went down through their media. Their second picture that I found was of a, a woman with big knockers smoking a fat doobie. <laughs> so is that I, an impediment? So Maybe she's managing. Make me feel better. Um, and now I've got someone <laughs> saying um, it's a shame how small-minded and rude you could be towards complete strangers regarding. Gosh, this. did they read the tweets they got from their members? You are exactly what is wrong with this world. I've replied, what? Not is? Because <laughs> I would suggest that is. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> perhaps a little bit more what's wrong with this world than yeah. some numpty on a show that's listened to by, what, 70,000 people um, picking up on a stoner who's not giving, you know, who's, who's kind of obf- obf- obfuscating. Get you. <laughs> uh, this morning, all this morning, and uh, I do not apologise for it one jot, we're talking about Penn School. Uh, it's the school in High Wycombe that we've spoken about for the last couple of weeks. It's uh, got some kids there who have some very specific needs. Um, um, basically, they have str- struggle struggle to communicate for whatever reason. Could be autism, could be deafness, could be whatever. Um, and it's closing. And today's the last day of term, and then they've got nine days, and then it's going to close permanently unless they get a million quid or they get a buyer. We would love to speak to the trustees of this charitable trust that runs the school. Um, none of them want to speak to us. I don't mind the fact they don't want to speak to me. It annoys me quite a lot they don't want to speak to the parents of um, uh, these kids. Uh, instead, they've uh, employed a PR company to send us a statement and, and to try and um, uh, channel the conversation into a direction they want it to go. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not your, your average BBC local radio show. Don't quite work like that here. Justin Dealey's played a blinder on this, and I know it's, it's made him... Um, we're all really peed off, and Justin is, is, um, is particularly angry. Justin, you're spending the whole morning uh, outside the school. If parents, teachers, trustees, neighbours, anybody wants to come and speak to you, they can. Um, you've got someone there with you now, is that right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, the tr- trustees, still no sign of them this morning. Um, they clearly don't want to speak at this particular moment in time. However, um, I've been here since, what, 5.30 this morning. More and more people are turning up. Joining me now is Simone Banks. Uh, Simone, you're a teacher here. We've heard from the parents. What's the situation like inside the school with the children? How's it been in, in the last two and a half weeks since you heard the news? Oh, it's been... It's been awful. It's been really difficult. Uh, We've got children that are in pieces. They're wandering around looking dazed. They don't know what's happening. They're having to see people packing their stuff up. Um, We've managed to get um, um, assessments for some of the children. They still don't know whether they can go because they have to wait for their local authorities to approve it. We're not being given any time. It's been dealt with really, really badly. Um, and, and while all this is going on, while these children are going through almost like a bereavement process, we've got people coming in uh, who are supposedly potential buyers who are wandering around the corridors, looking in the classrooms. One of the students asked me yesterday, um, are they coming to take the school? Are they people coming to take the school? It's totally inappropriate. We're just left. Um, I mean, uh, the teachers and the support staff um, themselves are trying um, really hard to um, um, make it nice for the children, to do things with the children, but obviously people have to be out because they've got job interviews, so children are being moved from class to class. Um, We are just doing exactly what we want. There doesn't seem to be any boundaries. And um, yesterday, for example, the children were walking to assembly and then we're told it's cancelled. There's been no talk of how we're going to manage the closure. Despite um, being promised that there would be three days of counselling, a counsellor would come in for three days, there has been nothing. None of the talks have been about helping the children to move on or having proper closure. 
uh, apart from what, what the friends of Penn School have been brilliant. They put on a circus for the children. We've been taking them out on trips. Um, we've been taking them out to do nice things. And we've been doing things individually as a class, but there hasn't been anything coming from either Deloitte's or from the management about how we will deal with this effectively. It's, it's appalling. A word on yourself as well, just lastly, because you're in limbo. Um, mm. We're hoping, and you're hoping, that a buyer can be found by yeah. September. But, of course, you've got to work. You've got to earn a living. Yeah. I'm hearing reports of some sort of breach of contract. If you do, go and get another job elsewhere. Tell us more about that. Oh, yes, yes. We were told this the other day. It's all so confusing. We're not given any um, proper advice. Only one person can go up and speak to look. Uh, Deloitte, someone who represents either the teachers or the support staff, um, and um, the other, uh, obviously we were told we wouldn't have a job after July, that we wouldn't be paid for August. None of us can find work in August, so that's that. That's that. So people are frantically looking around for jobs, and then we were told the other day, oh, the school may survive, there may be a buyer, and if there is. Um, you're breaching, it's a breach of contract to take another job. You're, you're, you're part and parcel of the school. Wow. You're an object that just belongs to the school. It goes with it. Goodness me, when you told that, what was going through your mind then? I mean, that's extraordinary. I just thought, I just thought this is craziness. It's, it's, it's just beyond crazy. It's not even worthy of a response. It's just beyond crazy. Hey, Simone, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. There you go. That's uh, Simone Banks joining us live, one of the teachers here. Um, of course, it not just affects the children, it affects the teachers. A number of people live on site here as well. Um, one of five potential buyers, and my sources tell me that uh, more potential buyers are coming in today and tomorrow to look around the school. Uh, but uh, Simone clearly not happy. What does she do if she tries to find another job? Because they're thinking, is the school going to close? If they do that, she has been told she could be in breach of contract contract if she goes to find work <laughs> after being told oh, the school will be closing. They're such nice guys. If you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a trustee, if you've got any connection with the school, if you um, uh, want to show support to the school, if you're a neighbour, whatever, Justin's going to be there all morning and he's happy uh, to speak to you. He's a big, tall lad with... Um, well, what colour is his hair these days? I would say dark blonde. Dark blonde, and he's doing a cracking job, and he'd be more than willing to talk to you. Uh, you can go and have a word with him. I'm going to... A couple of things. An email. I'm going to keep it anonymous. It's from a teacher, not from that school, but a teacher who works in the profession. How on earth can the trustees of a school in administration afford to pay a PR representative? We don't know they're paying, this this guy. It's a, it's a, a PR company in um, uh, Soho. I would imagine, having dealings with companies in Soho in the past, they're generally quite expensive. It's high business rates to be in Soho. So but maybe it's a freebie, maybe it's a mate, I don't know. Why can't they sell off some of the land to fund the school? I guess there is a bigger picture here that doesn't favour the kiddies. Did the Ofsted fail on progress? If so, hardly surprising, as Ofsted want kiddies with learning difficulties to make progress, even if their disability means they can't always do so. One size does not fit all. A horrible situation. We got sent a statement. Um, by uh, uh, the PR company that the, the uh, trustees have employed. I'm not going to read that. It is long. I'm not going to read that. What I'm going to read instead is the email from one of the trustees that was sent to our reporter Sophie Solaria yesterday. Uh, it was sent Tuesday night. Uh, no, no, Monday night. 11 minutes past nine. This is from Kerry McLeish. It's to Sophie, who's been working on the show. CC's Hugh Forsythin, who's the head of the trustees. Um, so this is regards to, this was sent Monday night in regards to yesterday's show. 
Unfortunately, none of the tr- this is better than the statement. I think this is this is this is more human than the statement. Unfortunately, none of the trustees are able to make a call with the show tomorrow morning. Yesterday morning, the information below has been approved by them, however, and is provided to answer to in answer to your questions and to better inform you of the true facts to ensure that what you discuss on the program is accurate. Could you please confirm that your program will not say anything negative or critical about any of the trustees? We've already had to engage lawyers, so lawyers and PR companies. Gosh, about pre- that cost that, that can cost a few quid. About previous might BBC friends, coverage, though. might be friends. And if you're intending to say anything negative, the trustees should be given an opportunity to respond. We've, given we've been you asking an, you all week. We've, I've made phone calls. Uh, my team have made phone calls. We've given you opportunities. Given the time now, and you are broadcasting the programme tomorrow, 8 o'clock, asking us to respond this evening would not be reasonable. We have asked you, Kerry McLeish, we have asked you, Hugh Forsyth, again and again and again, and instead you have chosen to use a PR company. Can I just say as well, if we ask you at 10 o'clock in the morning and you don't get back to us till 1 in the morning the next day, or, I don't know, 11 minutes past 9, that's not our fault. Right. We've given you loads of time. And the thing is, right, it's not about me. It's not about making good radio or any of that stuff. Do you know what? I couldn't give it. T- today, the mood I'm in, I couldn't give a stuff about making good radio. I just want to get through it and go out and get something to eat. Um, it's not about any of that. It's not about, you know, fight. it's not about any of that. Can I tell you what it's about? It's about this. We just need to save this school because the children are devastated. The parents are devastated. We don't, we, we don't know what to do. Um, we just need financial help to keep this school open for our vulnerable special children. We've been given two weeks to try and campaign for our school. We've been given no time whatsoever. We've got no idea of where any of our kids are going. And we've basically all got the prospect of um, all our children going into mainstream mainstream colleges that's what it's about it's not about you know radio it's not about that it's about these parents have got nobody else who is apparently speaking up for them um so you know what we might as well do it <laughs> you know but we might as well do it uh, and we're not going to libel anybody we know the rules i've i've never i've never had an ofcom complaint upheld against me i think someone will now prove me wrong and go through the files i think um, I add that little caveat, but you know we know the rules. We just like to ask some really important probing questions um, um, to the trustees. That's all. That's all. We just want to get. It is really, really one-sided at the moment. Really one-sided, and I don't want it to be one-sided. I want it to be fair and balanced. But the trustees, by employing a PR company, by issuing a statement, by sending vaguely threatening emails, but he's not threatening. Okay, right. Yeah, sure. Uh, by not talking to us, they are making it a one-sided story, and they are making themselves look bad. They're making themselves look worse. Doing yourself no favours. 03459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, this blooming new system. 81333, start your text 3CR. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M1 heavy southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. On the A1M coming south as well, it's heavy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Into Bedford, Paul the Radcliffe Way, the A6, busy southbound at Cutthroat Lane and Clapham Road. That's where they, those roadworks are still taking place. On the M25 anti-clockwise, you'll find it's heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The A1 going south, still queuing between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner in Borehamwood. And worth mentioning, the North Circular at Redbridge, long delay because of an accident on the A12 at the Redbridge roundabout. It's busy from Woodford at the M11. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Tom. Where are we? 7.46. It's, uh, don't worry, some light coming, I hope. Is it going to be light, Valerie? It's going to be light for you, but the peace not so much. Ay, 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 ay. It is Wednesday, the 22nd of July. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of the term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire. And Bedfordshire's Police Federation says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. Much cloudier today than yesterday, but a few sunny spells around. Showers creeping in from the west as we head towards lunchtime, and they're likely to be around for the evening commute as well. Temperatures reaching 22 degrees Celsius. Now, tonight, those uh, those showers clear off to the east, and we're left with a fair amount of cloud, but uh, clear skies for the second half of the night, so a little bit more chilly. We could have lows down in the single figures, but across the board, it's looking like about 11 degrees. Tomorrow, a bright start to the day. Some sunny spells as cloud bubbles up and maybe one or two showers, temperatures reaching 20 degrees, a chilly night to follow. And then on Friday, there's still that uncertainty. Now, it looks like we're probably going to have some rain later on in the day, um, but it depends whether it's actually going to get to us or not. Uh, Saturday, that should have cleared to leave us with a fairly fine start to the weekend, but a cloudy and wet day on Sunday. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday from three. The East of England Ambulance Service are urging us to stay safe in the heat and take sensible precautions. Barry is in Bedford. Hi, Barry. Hi, Rob. I've got a little story about bad breath and it's quite embarrassing, really, but uh, I do... Don't, don't be embarrassed. Yes, Roberto Peroni. Yes, yeah, we kiss them and cut oh, them. Oh, no, and you don't kiss neck. an animal. Yes. No. Yes. So you've started an online petition to raise money to pay the Greek debt? Oh, that's right. Um, I was fed up with um, politicians going round in circles and I thought, you know what, let's just crack on and let's see if we can do something here. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, Valerie. All right, well, you look... Uh, you OK? Yes, I'm Good great. Good to see you. Now, for anyone who remember, for about... How long did we do that thing for where people could just rock up? About what, six months? Board? Three, yeah, six months. About six months. Well, we did this thing on a Friday where people could just rock up. And I've got an idea for something else. The, the karaoke band is something we need to talk about. <laughs> um, but people could just rock up. Uh, we did it on, over Christmas. We did it on Easter. We did it on bank holidays. And we did it every Friday. People could just rock up to the studio and come and sit with us for half an hour and have a chat. And now, when did you come in, Valerie? Was it Christmas? Yeah, just before Christmas. It was Christmas. You came in with your husband. Yes, he, he actually dragged me there. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, don't, you No, because I was terrified. <laughs> but was was he the listener to the show, or were you the listener he to the show? He was a listener to the show. But you weren't. At the time, no. Now, now I, you are. I listen and, every and now single I be- day. I, what you're doing, I believe, on, on Facebook and Twitter, I think they call it cyber-stalking. I think. <laughs> 
Because every time I post something, Valerie Hartzell's commented. Val- oh, Valerie's commented again. Blimey. Uh, you are you brought in your guitar, and it's always worrying yeah. when someone comes in for the first time and rocks up with a guitar or an instrument or anything. Because you're thinking, oh, no. do you remember? <laughs> We've got to get them back. Do you remember that gospel choir we had in? Um, the two the man two, gospel. The choir. two people we had two 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 people men two people gospel choir. choir came in right. <laughs> I'd love to get them in again, and they they did this kind of like beat. I, I if they're listening, may God bless you because it was such a joy. You brought joy to it us. It was done with feeling. Done with feeling. They kind of did this beatboxing thing. And it went on for ages. And they finished, and we went, "Yeah." They went, no, 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 we've not finished. Oh, there was two, another movement. Two, two man gospel is weird. Uh, but, so you're never sure the quality when someone says, "Hey, I can play something." Uh oh. And that's what I was nervous about. But you, <laughs> you're properly brilliant. Oh, thank you. you. But no, but you are properly brilliant. There's no, you know, you're 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 amazing. I would suggest. Well, I, I hope I continue to show that. You, you've, no, you have a couple of things for us this morning. Yes. We, I tell you, what, I'm going to shut up, Valerie. Uh, you you. <laughs> you, you don't, don't have to. But, uh, go on. Um, you're going to play us a song. Yes. And then we're, we've got. Well, it's not a surprise because I know that Catherine's brought in her guitar and she's been having lessons with you. So It'd be more of a disappointment than a surprise. Yeah, it's, yes, it's going to be. There'll be a, there'll be a moment for you to go and make a cup of tea. <laughs> oh! I can't reach him, so I can't hit him for you. Sorry. That's all right. I'll, I'll save him one. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Valerie, you, I tell you, I'm going to shut up. You play us a song. Go on. Okay. This is a surprise for you, Ian. Oh, thank you. Um, the subject matter isn't the most cheery, but oh. it's a Beatles song. Okay. And I know you like this kind of music. I do like so this kind of music. Beatles music. The book, um, actually, Catherine gave me the book because she was, uh, and it's basically for beginners, intermediate students. Right. And I said, well, this is too basic. So... Not, not going to be funny. Are you going to play or are you just going to talk? What is going on? I mean, <laughs> she's made a special arrangement. Okay. There's a special arrangement respect. for you. She's got a special arrangement for me, which is what I like. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another the arrangement. All right. Go. Okay.
fantastic. I love I Am The Walrus. It's one of my favourites. <laughs> Didn't quite recognise. Hey, that was brilliant. <laughs> Catherine, come, come in no, here. No, I don't want to do mine. I'm getting sweaty. Come, come in, come in. Come in, come in, because you need to come in, because you've been having lessons with Valerie. Very yes. quickly, but while she's coming in, yes. last time you came in, you played this really nuts... Yeah. Piece that was kind of like Zapparest. Can you give us. <laughs> it was, it was all over the shop. Can you I give us a snatch of that? Yeah. Oh, you've got to retune. Yeah. Sorry, I That's didn't realise. Right. Just I give don't. us a little, little piece of that. has been having lessons with you because yes. when you came in fair play you yes. did you did what I'm not very good at you touted for business <laughs> I didn't mean to I just ended up that way you touted for business and uh, you took uh, the sensei took on the new pupil uh, you took Catherine on she, so she's been having lessons kind of on and off I know yes. it's not been every week uh, so far actually the past two months has been steady and then we went steady for well, that's not wrong we went steady for a month you've been going steady for a month well, that's, that's so hot but then to be fair I left went on tour for yeah. a couple of weeks yeah. and then yeah. and then I came back we had some lessons but she had some family things going on yeah and then, but we, and then we started over again. She sounds like been... excuses to me. <laughs> Is she any good? No. Yeah, she's getting better. You yeah. know, she's got a beautiful voice, by the way. Did you know that? I mean, obviously, you hear on the radio. She's been doing but... those Cilla Black impressions. <laughs> she, does, she does a good share. Oh, Catherine. yeah, I heard the share one. <laughs> no, I'm not doing any share today. Now, Catherine, would you like me to, what do you want us to do? Do you want me and Kelly to look away? How do you, you want to do this? just turn the microphones want... off. I can do that. Do you want to do our duo first and then I do my other solo? Yeah, because I'm first... starting to get sweat on and it's not helping. So you want to get this out of the way? Get it out of the way. I'm gonna, okay. we're gonna, me and All Kelly right. are going to look away. Okay, so you, you sit here. Right. And we'll okay. just switch. Okay, here we go. Did you like your, like your Eleanor Rigby arrangement? I loved I it. I loved off? it. Did I not say thank you enough on air? I'm sorry. Do I have to write you a letter? What do, what Just do give me want? a hug. That's all. Okay. Right, I'm really. Uh, I'm going to cock this right up. Okay. You can right. say that. Beware. We can say. We can say cock up. We just can't say cock on its own. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Okay, I need to make sure. I'm, I'm not looking. That. Kelly, don't look. Don't look. Let's right. Do not swear, Cass. Do not swear. Oh, she's so cute. She can get away with anything. <laughs>
put that ready thing away. That was the Halloween music, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah! That was awesome! We did that for you! That was awesome! Where are you going? Oh, don't be! That was brilliant! <laughs> You're doing well! That was brilliant, she's Kath! Been, she's been working on that for you for quite a while now. Listen, you've got something else for us. We've got to go and do bits and bit, bit business. Okay, you and then we get we're out? Gonna, no, <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. I mean, I lo- the thing I love about you Americans, the one thing I love is your abruptness. Oh, yeah. I don't always love it. I've had some stroppy emails from an American today. That's by the by. Let's let's put Carol Kay to rest, shall we? Uh, you've got something else you want to play yes, for us? Yes, Okay, Valerie Hartzell is here. We'll have another... Th- uh, 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 what do I call it? A song? A bit of music? Uh, peace. Repertoire. Peace, man. We're going to have uh, some peace Spanish. after the show. That's what we need. Yes. Catherine, that was brilliant, you, you silly sausage. I'm going to be sick. Okay, that's not quite so brilliant. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Heavy on the M1 going south between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. The A1M also busy between Junction 8 and 7 around Stevenage. In Bedford, Paula Radcliffe Way queuing southbound at Cutthroat Lane and Clapham Road going through the roadworks. In Ricketwood, the North Orbital Road, the A405 looking very slow at the M25 at Junction 21A. The M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. If you're heading around the North Circular, there are long delays in both directions at the Redbridge Roundabout. It's busy from the M11 at Woodford after an A12 closure earlier this morning. No problems I can see on the trains. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much indeed. Catherine, that was excellent. That was excellent. Well done, mate. I'm really proud of you. I know you've, I know you've been working very hard. That was superb. <sighs> We're going to have another tune from Valerie after we get the news. And then we're going to go straight to Penn School, where Justin Dealey is all morning still. No word from the trustees. The trustees' PR company seems to have calmed down. I expect a barrage of phone calls after the show. Ah. Let's get the news here, Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. The headlines, unions to meet staff at Bucks School faced with closure. MPs reject calls for HS2 tunnel and Bed's police commissioner hopeful of more government money. BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. The school remains in administration and is set to close unless a new buyer comes forward by the end of the month. But teacher Simone Banks says potential buyers have been unsettling for the children. While all this is going on while these children are going through almost like a bereavement process we've got people coming in who are supposedly potential buyers who are wandering around the corridors looking in the classrooms one of the students asked me yesterday um, are they coming to take the school are they people coming to take the school it's totally inappropriate MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high speed train route through Buckinghamshire but they say a case has been made to extend the existing tunnel plans north of South Heath. Cheshire and Amersham MP Cheryl Gillan has described it as bittersweet, but says campaigners can enter the summer with more hope. Bedfordshire's police commissioner says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. The policing minister and Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning has announced a consultation on the way forces are allocated funding. Commissioner Ollie Martin says the government appears to be aware of Bedfordshire's situation. I had a meeting with the minister and um, he was he was sympathetic. I mean, I think really I would say 
off the back of the referendum, you know, um, I think they're taking notice of the points that we're making to them. They, they, they've spotted that we're uh, not very well funded and that we've got one or two issues that we need to deal with. Tony Blair is today expected to intervene in the debate over, over Labour's future decision, uh, future direction. A former advisor to Mr Blair has described as disastrous a poll predicting that the left-winger Jeremy Corbyn could win the Labour leadership race. A protest is taking place outside the Luton and Dunstable Hospital this morning over plans to outsource the catering and cleaning services. The union which represents healthcare workers Unison is challenging the hospital trust to rethink its plans. More from Carol Abercrombie. The unions at the hospital say hundreds of people have signed a petition calling on the services to be kept in-house. The Trust Board is deciding whether to give the contract for the next five years to a private company. They're aiming to improve the quality of service and achieve better value. Today's protest will lobby the board members who are expected to announce their decision later today. Research to be published in the United States later is expected to show that a drug can alter the progress of Alzheimer's disease. Trials seemingly ended in failure in 2012, but the director of research at the charity Alzheimer's UK says a further look at the data suggests the drug could be working for patients in the earliest stages of the disease. In sport, a second-half equaliser from Daniel Powell gave Milton Keynes-Dons a one-all draw at Mansfield in last night's pre-season friendly. Elsewhere, Wickham won 3-1 at Wealdstone. The weather mostly dry with sunny intervals this morning but rain this afternoon. A maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Look out guys. The stoners are rallying around. They're attacking me on Facebook. Finn is furious about yesterday's debate. He's making a funny video of it. Oh, no! (laughs) He's furious that I don't know what the word... I didn't know the word endogenous. And boy, oh, boy, I'm I'm proud to admit I didn't know what the word meant. It's, it's, It's always a joy to learn new words. If you think you know more about cannabis than me, why don't you know about the endocannabinoid system? What's that got to do with anything, dude? Seriously, I've done more research into uh, pharmaceuticals and uh, chemicals and um, the herb than you boys could ever dream of. Trust me, I was almost a doctor. (laughs) Uh, Phil, if you want to come on the show again, mate, you're more than welcome to 03459 455 555. We're going to go back to Penn School in a bit, but first of all... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to uh, give us a call, you're more than welcome. 81333. Start your text uh, 3CR. What were you just whispering in my account? I've just had an email through from a parent at Penn. Oh, yeah, go on. Who says, I've just been informed the deputy head has blocked a final all school photo due to be taken today. Oh, you are joking. If that is true, if that is true, and we don't know if that's true, then that is disgusting. She says, I've emailed the head, Mary Nest Richardson, to intervene. Just read that again. I've just this is from inf- a parent, is yeah, it? This is a parent we've spoken to. Okay. I've just been informed the deputy head has blocked a final all-school photo uh, oh, to be taken today. Oh, come on. These kids are devastated, right, anyway, as any kid would be. Um, and because these kids have communicational problems, is communicational a word? Okay. Yeah. Because these have communicational problems, communication problems, yeah. um, it's kind of... Uh, 
and because of their conditions, they often take things a lot more personally and it's kind of harder to console them and explain to them why certain decisions and actions have been made. Give them a photo on the last day of term. Give them something to hold on, literally hold on to. Give them something. If that's true, I'm not going to believe that's true because no one, no one could be that cold and that callous. No one could. I'm not going to believe that's true. I'm not going to believe that. I need, I need verification one way or t'other. Someone from Penn School give us a call and let us know that that's not true and that someone's got the wrong end of the stick because that, I, that, I, I, I cannot believe that for one second. A deputy head would stop all the kids having the last, um, the last picture and the last air term. Nah. And if they have, by the way, you make sure, sure, parents, that you get that picture. You get that picture. You get all of the kids stood together, if they want to, and you take that picture. And then you send it to the deputy headmistress. And you send it to uh, all of the trustees. You send it to um, Kerry McLeish. You send it to Hugh Forsyth. You send it to Tim at the PR company that have been dealing with us this morning. You send that picture to those guys. Don't. If that's true, do not let them stop you taking that picture. Do not let them steal your kids' memories. Yeah, write that one down. That's a good one as well. If that's true, do not let that school stop your kids taking that picture because that you is do disgusting. Is you get a parent with a camera yeah. and you get everyone at the end of the no, day. No, no, no. What you do is you get all of the parents with all of their cameras and all of their phones and everybody else they can bring along to, with their phones and their cameras and they all take pictures. Is so that, there are hundreds of those bad boys. I want to see those pictures. I want those pictures on the Facebook, on my Facebook page, on the Three Counties page. I want them tweeted. I want to, obviously if the kids want, to, you know, want the pictures to be tweeted, I realise we're dealing with pictures of the kids. Uh, I want them sent, I, I, I want those, I want you to take those pictures. Do not allow anybody in that school to deny you that right of just having that one final precious photograph for those kids to take with them. I can't believe that's true, I Catherine. hope it's not true. I cannot believe that's true. Prove me wrong. What are we talking about? Penn School. We've been talking about it all week and I've got a feeling we're going to talk about it for a bit longer. It's the last day of term for the 77 deaf and autistic students at Penn School before it's set to close for the final time. Parents have been. Uh, can you ask Justin's down there? See if he's heard, if, if he's spoken to any other parents, and see if they can verify that or, or or not. Parents have been rallying around to raise awareness about the special school after administrators were called in, but there is still a chance it could be saved. Uh, Ruth Smith is from Unison, which represents support staff at the school. Morning, Ruth. Good morning. Um, how are you how are your members feeling? Oh, I mean, I think they're still in shock. Actually, to be honest, it's only two weeks since they were told the school was closing. So just like all the staff and all the, the children, really, you know, it's, it's a very short period of time, isn't it? It's really hard to come to terms with such a massive change in what has been your normal working everyday life. Do you, because I know that, that some of the teachers, um, they live there, they, 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 they stay on site. Do you represent any of the, the, the teachers that, that, that are going to lose their homes as well? We certainly have members who are going to lose their homes. They're not teachers because we're not a teaching staff union. Right, and okay. I know there are teachers who live on site and I have every sympathy with them as well. But yes, some of our members whose jobs are to support and look after the children, they also live on site. And that is one of the major issues for them today because although various things have been said about how long they'll be able to stay in the houses until they need to find somewhere else to go, they haven't had anything in writing. No. You know, they don't know that for certain, so... Whilst being worried about the children and the loss of their jobs, they also have to think about, where am I going to live now? 
People in authority knew the school was in serious financial trouble a year ago. The headmistress, according to Steve Baker, the uh, Conservative MP for High Wycombe, knew the school was going to close on June the 5th, possibly knew even earlier. Um, The staff were told there were going to be redundancies on June the 15th, but they didn't find out the school was going to close until a couple of weeks ago. It all sounds pretty... Well, do you know, I nearly swore then. It all... Say, it all <laughs> let me try and think of another word that doesn't begin with... Sh- it all sounds um, pretty badly managed, doesn't it? I, I, just incredibly so. I mean, it's difficult to know exactly what's gone on behind the scenes, isn't it? But what I know is that we didn't know anything about this on behalf of the staff until that meeting about redundancies in early June. And we didn't know the school was going into administration and going to be closed until two weeks ago. So if they did know, why didn't they tell people? Why would, This is what I don't understand, Ruth. Why would they start making redundancies? What are the benefits to the school or the trustees or the, the, the staff of, of, of starting to make redundancies when they knew, although they hadn't announced it, the school was actually going to close? Who benefits I, from that? I don't think that makes any sense whatsoever. I mean, it would be about saving money, but it would also take them until the end of term to make those redundancies. So I think it was probably a very ill-informed decision. At the time, when we were called to a meeting in the school about redundancies, the staff obviously reacted in shock, but also came up with lots of ideas about how to raise money for the school, how to save the situation. Apparently there was a fundraiser who was employed in the school, who the school let go some time ago. Now, obviously, if you have a fundraiser, they raise funds. So that makes a difference, doesn't it? So there were all sorts of very sensible suggestions coming forward from the staff, but the message they were getting back was it's just too late. It's too late to do these things. And so... If they had raised it with the staff earlier, they would have got those ideas earlier. And maybe they all could have worked together to make it possible for the school to stay open. But it hasn't worked out that way well, because the, the sc- communication wasn't there. The school, the school, it looks like it's going to close. There is a tiny um, slither of, of optimism, but it's looking pretty likely it's going to close. What can you, as Unison, what practical support can you give your members? Well, I mean, we're going along with them to every meeting to make sure that their rights are protected and that what measures there are that can be put in place to help them find other jobs and certainly to deal with this problem about people who live on site and their tenancy rights are protected. Um, But beyond that, we can't make the school stay open. We can hope, like everyone else, that one of these buyers comes forward, buys it and keeps it as a school. Because someone might come and buy it and use it for something completely different, mightn't yeah. they? Which yeah, wouldn't they require just... these staff yeah. or indeed the children. Nice bit of land, um, isn't it? Nice bit of land, nice manor house, absolutely. Yeah. You'd think it would raise a fair sum. Mm. Ruth, um, uh, um, listen, I, I, we're going to go live to the school now. I really appreciate your time and, be, you know, best of luck. Because I, I had naively, compl- I, I was kind of focused on the parents and the kids and it wasn't until we got a call from a teacher from Yakub a couple of days ago, I went, oh yeah, of course, people are going to lose their jobs and potentially their homes. I, I wish you and your members the best of luck. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Justin has been outside the school all day. He's going to be there till nine o'clock. Justin, uh, I, I, we just had uh, an anonymous uh, person get in touch. Uh, and say that they'd heard the deputy headmistress had said that the end-of-term school photo was being cancelled. That can't be true. That, that must be a mistake. 
Well, after after 8.30 this morning, you will be hearing from the head teacher. Um, it's all getting a little bit frantic here at the moment. I can tell you that um, I've just spoken to the head teacher. Uh, you'll hear that interview. You've just missed a very angry exchange as well. Somebody has come up to uh, our car this morning talking to the parents, absolutely furious about something. Uh, believes that uh, some of the facts are not getting out there. Who's, he didn't who's, wish to be named. Who, is this um, one of he's the now walked off saying that the parents are not listening to him. Uh, hopefully he might come back. If you're listening to this and you're back in your car, please come back and tell us more about it. Um, let's grab a, a very quick word with Sheila as well, one of the parents. Um, what about photographs later on? We're hearing that uh, photographs later on um, are not allowed to be taken. Is this true? Yesterday, one of the mothers of, of one of the students went in and wanted to take photographs of the, the entire group um, as a memento um, and she was stopped by the deputy head. Uh, she is going back in today. I've been into the school to say to, to the head and to her that all the parents have given their permission because they want their children to have a group photograph um, as a memento of the school, which I hope we are successful in opening again in, in, in September. So that photograph will be happening this afternoon. It was stopped yesterday. It will be happening today. It better had because there won't be another opportunity for these children all to be together in terms of the sixth forms, the natural leavers in the sixth form. Yeah. Um, but she was prevented yesterday by the, de by the deputy, Louisa. Okay, one final point, quite brief on this as well. Um, we still haven't heard from the trustees live on our programme. They haven't spoken to us. Um, they've now instructed a PR company and they've sent us a statement. As a parent, what's your thoughts on that? I wasn't aware of that and I'm just, it just adds to our furore over what the trustees are doing and how they are continuing to spend money. Bad, you know, bad choice after bad choice. Selfish and arrogant. Sheila, thank you very much. Um, just to say, Ian, again, that interview, hopefully you'll hear that after 8.30 this morning with the head teacher. Um, she wouldn't come out to the front gate because she feels like she would be mobbed. Oh, uh, more and more uh, of the parents are turning up. They've also put somebody now on the front gate to stop any press uh, going into the school. And uh, can I just appeal for that man again who came up to the car? Um, it got very, very heated. Um, it was very, very loud as well. Justin, I've got, this is why we need a system where we can talk to each other live, because this is ridiculous. Justin, uh, I've just turned your mic down, down for a second, because I know there's a really long delay on this communication. Very quickly, I don't want you to name the gentleman, but is the implication that the gentleman that came out and uh, had an exchange with the parents, is the implication that he was one of the trustees? I don't think he was one of the trustees. I'm led to believe, from what the parents are telling me here this morning, he was a relative of somebody who works at the school. Mm. I don't want to kind okay. of presume any no. more on that, but that's what the parents are saying to me. All right, Justin, uh, thank you for that. I'm really, really looking forward to hearing the headmistress after half past eight. Thank you for getting that. Justin Daly, by the way, if he doesn't win some award for uh, for this, I don't know who will. 03459 455 555. Hey, listen, if all the if all the parents agree um, and all the kids want that photo, then parents, I can't I can't incite you to do anything um, naughty or anything like that, but do not let that school stop you from taking that photo. Do not let your school, because you've got one chance at this, and those kids, if you don't get that photo, then do not let that school stop you taking that photo of your kids with their mates. Get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
The M1's heavy southbound around Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Uh, on the A1M, you'll find it's very busy between Junctions 8 and 7 for Stevenage. Uh, in Bedford, Paula Radcliffe Way still queuing, looking very heavy on the A6 around Cutthroat Lane and Clapham Road through the roadworks. Uh, on the M40, going away from London, it's very busy from the uh, Denham roundabout to the Swakeleys roundabout. Uh, the M25 going anti-clockwise, you'll find that's heavy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. If you're going further around the North Circular, you'll find long delays in both directions at the Redbridge roundabout after a problem on the A12 this morning. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. Sorry, I was just I was just showing off my new uh, my new trick to uh, Jonathan Vernon Smith. I said, Gosh, yes. <laughs> he's got, I've got the studio in a complete mess because I've I've, <laughs> I've been fiddling about with wires and all kinds of things. Sorry, guys, that built it. I've dismantled it. Uh, and I just said, oh, I c- I've got an echo unit. He said, well, he said, yeah, no, I can make the travel echo. And I, and I, and you, I can uh, make you echo. Go on. Hello. Oh, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> it is good, isn't it? Yes. Do you want it for your show? Um, Could be useful. Could be nice. Okay. We'll find out what you're talking about and we'll see if echo is appropriate. We'll okay, come, to, the, we'll come to that in a second. Hang on one second. Let me, uh, let me just do the news. It is uh, 8.18. It is Wednesday, the 22nd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of the term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire. And Bedfordshire's Police Commissioner says the county's force could get more money under a review being carried out by the government. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. What you got on your show? I've got to rush you along, okay? Because I um, want to. I think you stink. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got. We've got Mike Penning waiting and Justin's waiting. It's a really busy, right. really weird show this morning. Um, okay. So, someone, you know, we're talking about this school. Someone said, um, uh, "Oh, where's it gone? Oh, subjects like this should be left to JVS, not some wannabe comedian." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, look at you. Gosh, Kitty's got claws. <laughs> in it, though, in it. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, I'm going to be asking, do you think buying your own home is important? House price rises of 5% a year and a shortage of affordable homes are set to increase the so-called generation rent. A report from economists at accountancy firm PricewaterhouseCoopers suggests the number of new home buyers is set to fall over the next decade. By the year 2025, Ian, more than half of those people under the age of 40 will be living in properties owned by private landlords. Over half of that entire generation will be renting. But is there anything wrong with that? I mean, are we too fixated on buying your own property in this country? Or do you think it's really important? From nine this morning, I want your response. I want your personal experience. And also, if you are already um, a homeowner, Mm. maybe you have grown-up children, what's your advice to everybody listening to the programme, to those youngsters listening now? Do you think it is important to own your own home? And if so, why? Would you advise young people to just save as much money as they possibly can so they too can buy a property? From nine this morning, your calls, please, on 03459 455555 Do you think buying your own home is important? 
It's all about the food. We're in the kitchen, the actual kitchen here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen. I have a confession to make. Go on. Uh. I don't like blue cheese. Ooh. Oh. But oh. I love this. Local chef showcasing simple, straightforward dishes you can try at home. Gooseberry crumble, Thai noodle salad and easy lemon tiramisu. All of those recipes, as always, available on our recipe sheet. Good home cooking That's that everyone it. can do, but it's so tasty. The reason that I put coconut water in there was just actually to slacken off the sauce a little bit as I was cooking it. It's milder and it's creamier and it's sweeter. You're definitely right, it's sweeter. Um, and it doesn't taste of feet. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen, every Sunday morning from 11 on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee yes. on BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show this morning. We're going to have more from Valerie uh, on the old guitar. Uh, we're going to have more from Justin, who's outside Penn School. Uh, but before that, was, uh, well, before that, this. Uh, the way funding is allocated to police forces covering the three counties is to be reformed. MP for Hemel and Policing Minister Mike Penning wants to replace the current model for police funding and allow the money to be divided fairly between police and crime commissioners. Uh, he joins me now. Morning, Mike. Morning, Ian. Uh, so it's a consultation. Who's involved? How does it work? So it's 43 authorities that I'm responsible for in England and Wales, and of course I'm a Harvard MP, and I'm very conscious of the fact that I've been told for years now that the, the way the old formula works isn't fair, particularly on smaller forces like Bedfordshire. And so what I promised is we go out and we'd look at how it could be done, how it could be done fairer, to look at how partnerships have worked, and we've got a good partnership here in Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire to see how that works and then to actually fairly distribute the pot of money. There's only a certain amount of money in the pot, so there's not going to be more money, but we have to make sure it's fairer, and that's what we announced on Friday. So do, do, does this mean... Um, I'm really trying, trying to get my head around this, because I don't understand financial stuff at yeah. all. Does this mean it's going to be the same amount of money that's available in total? It's just going to be shifted around differently? Yes. Basically, in, in, in layman's terms, the way we used to allocate money, uh, and we've done for this year, is that here's, your, here's how much you need in Hertfordshire. By the way, that's how much you need. And we're going to take away from you all the different things for other, other things. So right. we tell you how much you're entitled to, and then we take it away. And everybody's very unhappy about that. So The so, new formula... Go on. The new formula, and we'll start at the base. This is the bottom, you know, so at the bottom. And then we build up. We give you more money from what you deliver and, and what you are actually doing. So if you've got, for instance... Um, forensics locally and you're doing that in partnership we give you extra money for that if you've got mounted if you've got motorcycles we build the money up rather than taking money away which does seem most people agree a fair way I, I, I see what you mean I see so so some places are going to be happy some places uh, is the implication then that some places are getting too much money yes i mean i, I could be really honest with you when i spoke to the, some forces and they've said to me they've already budgeted through the 2010 20 with a five percent cut each year I've got other forces like Beveridge that say to me that if we went to a 5% cut as on the present formula uh, for 16-17, they would really, really struggle to be able to deliver the services we want them to do. So the old formula we know was flawed. We're consulting on the new formula now so I can bring it in for 16-17. And it will be fairer, but there is not more money. It's going to be fairer distributed. Are there really some police forces that are saying they've got too much money? No, they're not saying they've got too much money, but when I'm looking for forces 
that do more collaboration, more partnerships. <coughs> Excuse me. We have really good partnerships here in this part of the world. Bedfordshire do fantastic work with Hertfordshire, do work with Cambridgeshire. Those partnerships are, are, are really important so we get more bang for our bucks. You know, crime is dropping and continues to drop, but we need to make sure we have an efficient police force to actually deliver the, the service that you and I want in our communities. But there are other parts of the country which, frankly, have not done the sort of partnerships I've been looking for them to do. And the reason for that is they don't really need the fiscal need to do that. In other words, they've had spare money so they've been doing it. So what I'm, I'm insisting is that this is a fairer system. There is less money in the pot. We all know there is less money. It's a tight situation, but it will be fairer. And I think that's what Bedfordshire PCC has been saying to you, what Ollie's been saying to you. Uh, he, he wants more money, is what he's been saying. <laughs> he wants more money. What, what are the chances of that? Well, I mean, it, it, all I can say is we'll have to wait for the end of the consultation. But Ollie has looked at the way that the formula we're proposing yeah. comes out. And, of course, he feels that with the new formula, he will be better off. We'll have to wait for the end of this and then we'll level off. But it will. I keep using the word fair, but it is going to be fairer. And does this incorporate any potential cuts that George Osborne might make to the, the, the policing budget in, 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 you know, in, in the future? Well, the budget goes to the Home Office and then the Home Office decide how they distribute it. So I think what we've already agreed on is what the 15-16 budget is. Uh, what we're looking at now is a 16-17 budget. So whatever money is in that pot actually is what will be distributed. But what I'm saying is that the, it's, the way it's been done before has never been fair. So I went to Lincolnshire, for instance, and they were funded for as a very large rural um, force, but with some real hotspots on, on organised crime, and they weren't funded for that. So we need to make sure they're funded for what the demands are in our own communities. Mike, can I just say, on a week when we've had uh, a real difficulty getting, getting some MPs to come on to talk about very important issues, can I thank you for making yourself so readily available to us every no, time we get in touch with it's you? It's important to me that I'm, I listen to your radio station in the morning. You've had a bit of a crazy show this morning, actually. It's, it's, um, it's been a bit nuts, But it's yeah. been brilliant. And, it, and having people listening to your show and under, so we can explain better what's yeah, actually it, going on thank is you. always we, the way to do it. And we may not always agree, but it's, I think it's important that we get, we get to speak to you. And it's, uh, we really appreciate the fact that You're you welcome, come on so often. Thank you, Mike. There we go. It's a lesson for other MPs who are a little bit more reluctant to come on. You know, it's um, it's it's important, as he says. All oh, the headphones have fallen off. It's uh, it's important, as he says, to come on and explain situations. I, I really appreciate that, Mike. Thank you very much indeed. It has been a crazy show this morning. I'm not quite sure what's been uh, what's been going on really. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Don't forget that Justin Dealey is outside Penn School in High Wycombe. He's going to be there until nine o'clock. I've got a feeling he might stick around a bit longer as well. If uh, if people want to go and have a word with him, if you're a teacher, if you're a member of staff, if you're the deputy headmistress that has apparently banned the parents from taking a group photo. Really? I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because I can't believe that anyone would do that. Um, if, if you're in any way connected with the school or feel strongly about it, go and have a word with Justin. Um, and also, is it? I think today we're going to put out uh, a kind of pen school podcast. We do the podcast on a Friday uh, and we wanted to have some of the, the, the pen school element in it. But there's just been so much that's happened in the last week or so. S Steve Baker, MP, um, uh, Jakub, the teacher, Ken Bruce, uh, the, the, the broadcaster, the pop master himself. He's got a son that goes to the school. All of the other um, uh, mums and dads that have been in touch. Um, that we thought we'd do a special kind of one-off podcast for that. So that's that's going to go out at some point today, I think. Irene's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Irene. Let me try this one. Morning, Irene. Morning, Ian. Morning, Irene. What you got for us? Um, yeah, I do feel very much for the, the parents and this school because I didn't think these sort of things happen now. I had a 
uh, handicapped son, which was part of Lidomide in the 60s. Yeah. And I had to fight like mad with the education to get a special school for him. Um, it was a nightmare, really a nightmare. I, I had to lobby the education minister, the health minister. I never thought these things would happen. And then it's not the children's fault. Why are they punishing the children? Because this is what is happening. And if I had the money, I would give it give it to the school, but I don't have it, unfortunately. So you had a kid uh, in the 60s that, that, that um, needed extra help, did you? Yes, Graham was born um, part thalidomide. OK, yeah, yeah, well, you were involved and in that way. had brain you? damage. Yeah. And uh, special school was a nightmare to try and get because they said, oh, we can't do anything, he won't do anything, and... I started to do, you know, teaching him some bit. Oh, were they saying that he was a he was a lost? Were they they saying, Irene, that he was a lost cause? Yes. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yes. um, The the health minister at the time, Keith Joseph, turned around and said, "All children like that should be put down." Oh, flipping it! Like a dog. Yeah, Irene. Listen, um, I, I really appreciate your story. Um, and and uh, we've we've certainly come a long way since that, and you know the thalidomide scandal. Jeez, that was that was something special, wasn't it, guys? Uh, we've certainly come a long way from that. Yeah, it turns out we've not come quite as far as I'd have thought we had. I mean, we've heard stories in the last couple of weeks of um, kids who are in inverted commas different, who have uh, extra needs, being in mainstream schools and having stickers on their back so that the teachers could keep an eye on them. That's the one who's a little bit special. You can tell he's got a sticker on his back. Flipping heck. Ah, uh, oh, we've got an update on the photo. We'll have that after we've had the travel and the news. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's queuing on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 25 at Enfield around 2.23 to the uh, A1M. There's a lane closed there because of an accident. The M25 anti-clockwise uh, heavy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the M1 going south, you'll find it's busy around Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Also on the A1M coming south around the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. Busy in a few places in Bedford on the A6. Uh, Paula Radcliffe Way going south, very heavy through the roadworks, queuing at Cutthroat Lane and and Clapham Road, also on the Broadway around St Peter's Street. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. The school remains in administration and is set to close unless a new buyer comes forward by the end of the month. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire, but they say a case has been made to extend the existing tunnel plans. And Bedfordshire's Police Commissioner says the county's force could get a better deal on funding under a review being carried out by the government. The policing minister and Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning has announced a consultation on the way forces are allocated money. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The second half equaliser from Daniel Powell gave Milton Keynes Dons a one-all draw at Mansfield in last night's pre-season friendly. Wickham won 3-1 at Wealdstone with goals from two trialists and the third from Gary Thompson. Summer signing Jack Marriott gave a young Luton side a 2-1 win at Kettering. Tonight the Hatters head for Thurrock and Stevenage played two 45-minute friendlies against local sides in Spain, drawing 0-0 and winning 2-1. Watford midfielder Alman Abdi says the players signed this summer by the Hornets made his decision to sign a new deal an easy one. Abdi has signed a new three-year contract at Vicarage Road. Former England batsman Geoffrey Boycott says the pressure is on Ian Bell to score runs, batting at three in next week's third Ashes test, or it could mean the end of his international career. Bell has been moved up the order to accommodate Johnny Bairstow coming into the side, who has replaced the out-of-form Gary Balance. But Boycott isn't sure that Bairstow is the answer. I don't think they know who to pick. You couldn't honestly, with your hand on your heart, say for sure that guy stands out, that guy ought to be playing for England because there is a dearth of quality players around. Moving up from county cricket, which is decent but not special anymore, to test match cricket and test match cricket with high quality bowlers, there's a hell of a gap. Meanwhile, England's women started their defence of the Ashes with a four-wicket win over Australia in the first one-day international at Taunton. And Team Sky have released some of Chris Froome's performance data at the Tour de France in an effort to end doping speculation. Froome heads into today's 17th stage, looking to extend his overall lead of three minutes and ten seconds. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Just remind me, Simon, because you know I don't know sports. Sorry, Geoffrey Boycott, is he a real person or is he like is he a character? Sir Geoffrey? Is he oh, real? Our Lord and Master from Yorkshire. Oh, we used to, oh, he's, he's we used to have to pray to him in the, uh, you know, back in the seventies. You'd all have to stand up at school and oh, salute him. Oh, I it happen. Did, did you used to speak like that? All right. Well done for getting it fixed. I know. Rather knows. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School, High Wycombe. You know the story. It's a school for kids who have real trouble communicating for whatever reason. They could be deaf, they could be autistic, whatever. It's not just a school where you go to learn to read and write, although they do that. It's a school where you go to learn to um, express emotion, to talk to other people, to be in the same room with other people without becoming agitated. It's a school where you go to learn to wipe your backside. It's a school where you learn to integrate. It's a school for lots of kids that other schools have given up on them. Okay? It's going to close down, pretty likely. There's a slim chance it might be saved. It's all, it's all a little bit stinky. The trustees, it's a charitable trust. The trustees don't want to come on. They've, they've, instead of coming on, instead of talking to the parents, they've sent us slightly snarky emails and they've hired a PR company. Um, Justin's been there all morning, but we heard this. Uh, we, we heard a revelation. Someone got in touch with us, I think, on the text, and then Justin spoke to another mum, saying that the deputy headmistress of the school had stopped the kids from having like one big photo altogether. Okay, their last chance, probably the last time that they're... Well, it will be the last time for some of them because of the sixth formers leaving anyway. But, but potentially the last time they'll all be able to get together to stand with their mates, pull silly faces, stick their fingers up. Don't do that, kids! And have a picture taken, something they will treasure forever. Um, I, and I, I want to believe it's not true. Catherine, you've got, you've got more on it. I don't think it's true. OK, good. Go okay. on. OK, had a phone call from a member of staff who doesn't want to be named. OK. Um, teacher. And he told me that it wasn't quite uh, as it had been portrayed. Excellent. Go on. So how's it been portrayed? Well, someone did go into the school. One of the mums went into the school yesterday offering to take the group picture. But a lot of the children were out on school trips yesterday. Okay. So she's going to go back today. 
They've asked her not to take the picture yesterday and they asked her to go back today so she can get all the children. Brilliant. Well, I look forward Let's to make see- sure it happens. I look forward to seeing that photograph. Um, and I would suggest as well, if you're a parent and you want to take pictures, obviously, you know, you, you, you got, these days you've got to get permission to take pictures of other kids from their parents, which is fine. But if you want to take pictures of the school for the kids to remember, that wouldn't be breaking any rule, would it? Certainly wouldn't be breaking any law, which is the important thing here. So go around with your phone, go around with the camera, take pictures of the classroom, pictures of the toilets, pictures of the bedrooms, pictures of the playing fields. Go and take those pictures and don't let anybody stop you, you know. Um, Justin has been outside the school all morning and he's going to be there for a bit longer if you're going to have a chat with him. Justin, you're still there. Who have you got with you? Absolutely. I'll come to um, what, what the deputy head had to say about that photograph in a, a few moments' time as well. Uh, she came to the school gates and t- spoke to me. Jakub's here. Jakub, you're a teacher at the school. That's all very frantic now. Lots and lots of parents are turning up. What would you like to say this morning across Beds, Hearts and Bucks? Um, you know, like the community of High High Wycombe, Tyler's Green to come out, as many members of the public come out and show their support. And if they're listening, if the trustees can come down and just see the kids and the staff, you know, just, just to show that they care. The trustees, again, haven't spoken to us. They've sent us a statement. Um, you would like them to come down and, and meet with yourself, the teachers and the parents here, and as quickly as possible. Absolutely, so that they can reassure that something's being done to actively try to save the school and not for the... I mean, I hear... Uh, I'm hearing on the radio that they've hired a company, a PR company from Soho. That's right, yeah. And uh, thanks to three counties for all their support, um, because I've actually learned more about where I work through the radio station than actually from the trustees and the people that are running the school. When was the last time you saw the trustees here at the school? Uh, the day they actively uh, handed over to the uh, administrators. They came in, sat down. It was like a firing squad because the way they were sat at the front of the hall. And they said, right, these guys are in charge now and refused to answer any questions. Answer any of your questions at all? No, uh, Hugh Forsyth mumbled a few words, but uh, any questions that were he tried to answer, he was just dodging them. He was not giving us any uh, any clear answers. And at no stage, you know, since they started all of this, you know, nonsense a few months ago, has there been any transparency about what an, has actually been happening? And even this morning, I'm learning more and more things about what's you know what's happened and what they could have done to save the school. Okay, final word on yourself. What are you going to be doing? Because the school, obviously, there are buyers potentially interested, but it's looking its looking like the school could close. What about you come September? Where are you going to be working? Well, I've got a young family, Justin, and uh, I've, you know, I'm one of the lucky members of staff. I've found a new job for September, but I did not want to leave Penn because I've spent, you know, I'm head of ICT. I've spent two years, you know, two or three years of, you know, trying to set things up and we were on the up and up. And for them to turn around and close it, you know, I'm gutted, I'm, you know, I'm having to do, you know, to leave. So, but I've got a young family to support and I've got bills to pay. Okay, thank you very much, Yakub. Thank you. Thank you. Just going to grab a, a very quick word, one of the parents here. Madam, can I have a, a quick word with you? Um, lots of noise going on in the background, lots of banners going up as well. Um, your child goes to this school. Tell us how special this school is for those who know nothing about Penn. When Thomas first came to this school, he had no speech whatsoever. He's now got speech and he became head boy. And today's a very emotional day. He's been here eight years and we have fought tooth and nail to keep this school open. And I used to be on the committee as well. So I just feel very, very strongly that this school should be kept open as a school for children with special needs and learning difficulties. It's so sad that standing here today, this could well be the last day. It is very, very sad. And, you know, this is our future generation and we just don't know what's ahead of us, you know, as parents, you know, it's just unbelievable, really. Okay, thank you very much. 
Um, just to go back to uh, a word on the deputy head, Ian. Um, she came out to the gate around five minutes ago to uh, give us a, a right of reply to what was being said about the photographs uh, yesterday and the fact that she wouldn't allow people to take a group photograph. Um, she declined the offer to talk to us live on the programme, but she mm. said that yesterday she didn't think would be a suitable day for that photograph to be taken. However, later on today, that group photograph, which could be, of course, the last group photograph here at Penn School, um, that will be happening later on. She has confirmed that. Fantastic. Well, in that case, well done, her. Uh, and uh, I, I'm glad that that's being done, and apologies if, if there was any confusion. You spoke to the headmistress as well, did you, Just? I did. I think you're going to hear that before 9 o'clock. I mean, the, oh, the, the point that I that, kind yeah. of spoke to her about, well, well, there's a couple of things which you'll, you'll hear from yeah. um, with the head teacher. Obviously, dates of when she knew that the school was in financial trouble and that conversation she had with the local MP, Steve Baker, the dates didn't really add up for me. Um, I'll talk about that before 9. But also, do you remember yesterday we received an email from somebody whose child goes to the school mm. and this school relies heavily on fundraising. Mm. I've got that email um, you've seen it as well it's an email which has come in from Waitrose to one of the parents yeah. um, they've donated lots of money to the school because it is a fantastic cause but also they offered to decorate all of the classrooms in the school mm. now that email which came in yesterday said that that offer was never taken up now if they need fundraising mm. and they need people to do things like that why was that offer never taken up I've put that question to the head. You'll hear that before nine. Daily, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. It really is an odd show today. Valerie Hartzell is here with me. You're making it odd. You're not. You see, you've got to be, are you going, now you're going to play us another tune. You're, yes. you're a guitarist. Yes. You, um, are you doing any gigs that we should know about? Yes, I have a concert on Friday. This oh, Friday the 24th. I see. Uh, it's not completely selfless. You're good. Uh, well, I tell you what, if the next tune you play is good enough, I'll let you plug it. If it's not, out on your ear. Okay. Are you playing another from the book uh, Fingering the Beatles? No, I'm playing a Spanish piece. Okay. Asturias. I beg your pardon. Is she, <laughs> being, is she being rude to me, Catherine? You no, speak it's it. a place. It's fine. Okay, duende. Uh, okay, <laughs> away you go.
I wanted it to ring out completely. That was fantastic. That was brilliant. How you got the thing is because I can play a few chords and that's kind of it. You how do you do you have to practice every single day to do that? Yes. Like for how long? Hours and hours and hours with the metronome. Can I look at your Can I look at your fingers? Sure. So your fingers. Oh, my fingers. No, not that. Oh yeah, that leathery. <laughs> yeah, I've scratched my husband a couple of times with my fingers. Uh, does it? Do you never just think, oh, flipping it, I've got to go and play the guitar? Do you? I mean, do you? Do you is it constant love that you have while you're playing the guitar? No, it's not constant love. It's a constant. Sometimes it's a battle. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And then, but I would say ninety percent of the time, it's I get to do this again. Mm. Awesome. Okay, yeah. you're playing. I think you did well enough. I, I, you're such a good sport, and you, 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 you have you have an open pass. You can come in any day you want and play us a song because it's, it's literally. Well, I've got some more plans for you. Good. It's it's literally some more arrangements for you. Oh. Hmm. If you can do um, R. Kelly remix to Ignition, then <laughs> what's that? Yeah, um, she'll, she'll, she's not a pop girl, but I, I'm trying will, to help. Catherine will educate you. I was you. more thinking monkeys. Oh, maybe anything you want. <laughs> Listen, it's, oh, you're such a good sport. It's always a joy to see you. Friday, what's happening? Where and when? Okay, it's Bedford, St Cuthbert's Hall, uh, right across from Lingers yep. in Bedford, um, and it's at eight o'clock, and it's the July 24th. And there's an American guitarist who's going to be starting in front yeah. uh, first. Opening. He's visiting. He, opening he's opening. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's my student. He was my student uh, when he was 15. Yeah. And now he's a semi-pro recording artist, wow. engineer, recording ar- engineer himself. So, And he's uh, coming through from Ghana, actually. He Gosh. is starting a festival there. So. Okay. okay. Yeah, so that's really exciting. And, uh, the, the, if there's, is there a website, isn't there, if yes, people want to find uh, out more about you? If you can go to www.valeriehartzel.com. Yeah. Um, V-A-L-E-R-I-E-H-A-R-T-Z-E-L-L. Well done, well done. Proper English. Yes, thank you. Are you yeah, <laughs> I'm learning. I, I, I met a guy the other day who's English, but he's lived in America for, for <laughs> about 10 years, and he did the awful thing. That, this is why I dis- one of the reasons I despise Americans. <laughs> he said, uh, we're working out the bill. He said, don't worry, I'm good at math. <gasps> yeah, that's, he dropped the oh, S, dang. and he's proper English. I'm good at math. Oh, dude, I said, man, I can't hang out dude, with you. Dude, you said. Yeah. The irony. Well, it, dude's an English word. It's like a, a 17th century English word. Oh, really? What is that on your lap? Um, a child. Where did that... That was quick. Where did that come from? You don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Valerie, always nice to see you. Come in any time you, so you much, want. Ian. Thank you so much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the anti-clockwise M25, still the outside lane closed uh, just before junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims. It's busy queuing back from before Potter's Bar. The M25 clockwise, there's a lane blocked because a lorry's broken down between junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 25 for Enfield, not causing any real delays though. Also anti-clockwise, you'll find it's heavy between junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M4. Uh, Looking better now coming through the region on the M1 and the A1M going south. Uh, In Bedford though, Paula Radcliffe Way still busy southbound at Cutthroat Lane and Clapham Road through the roadworks. Also heavier than normal on the Broadway around St Peter's Street at the A428. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. Ah, More from Dealey. We've got some special guest presenters coming in. Ken Bruce yesterday, who's it going to be today? Before that, it's 8.47, these are your headlines. Unions will meet with staff at Penn School in Buckinghamshire today on what is the last day of the term for students at the special school near High Wycombe. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire. Let's get the weather, here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello there. Any sunny spells will become fewer and further between as we head towards lunchtime. Cloud builds and showers come in from the west and they're likely to stick around for the afternoon and the even commute as well. Uh, temperatures reaching about 22 degrees Celsius today. Now tonight, uh, those showers move off to the east and we're left with a bit of cloud for a while, but the second half of the night is looking fairly clear. Um, so it could get a little bit chilly with lows of 11 degrees, possibly down to single figures though in more rural spots. Tomorrow, a bright start the day as cloud bubbles up we're still looking at sunny spells one or two showers are a possibility but otherwise fairly quiet with highs of 20 degrees celsius a chilly night afterwards though on friday a decent start to the day there's still some uncertainty as to whether we're going to see this rain but uh, if we do it's coming in from the west later on in the day and should clear in time to give us a fine day on saturday but a cloudy and wet day on sunday that's your latest forecast Thank you, Georgina. Treasure Quest yeah, on BBC uh, Three Counties Radio. Treasure, I don't yeah. want this show uh, to be censored. Yeah, You've got to clean house. house. Uh, where, <laughs> where is the treasure so now? Ladies and gentlemen, feel free to text him whatever you want to. Where um, is the blooming treasure? <laughs> is it under <laughs> this tree? <laughs> is it in the boot of a car? <laughs> Not far. We're have our first live death. Saturday mornings from nine. I'm going to help the female section of the quiz, the quiz this morning. All Les will do is just not let you have part two. Somebody's reading the telephone during the show. Ernie, uh, how are you in your big rubbery face? It's a cross between Jack Parr, uh, Pat, uh, hang on. <laughs> treasure Quest. Every Saturday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Quest to find the treasure. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. We're outside Penn School with Justin Dealey. What a surprise, not a word from the trustees. We appear to have kept the PR company happy by reading their um, long statement. Here's a word of warning, guys. Reading out long statements implies that you've got something to hide, whether you have or not. That's what people make up from that. OK? Thank you, trustees, for not coming on the show. Uh, I think you've done yourselves great disservice. Justin's still outside the school. Justin, where have you been? Uh, who have you spoken to? been speaking to a lot of parents again. Uh, we shall talk to some of those parents very, very soon. Uh, also, a number of the teachers coming out as well. Um, I've just been handed a letter uh, which was given to the teachers on Monday from the administrator, Deloitte, uh, which I shall read very, very soon. But uh, Mary Richardson, uh, she's the head teacher here at Penn School. Um, we managed to get through the gates. Um, there was security there for, for quite some time. There's still security there now. However, a parent took me through um, to meet Mary um, around half an hour ago, and she kindly agreed to, to answer a couple of questions. Um, initially, that there was some dates which didn't really marry up to me because she said that she knew the school was going into administration on the 3rd of July. That's what she told the parents on Monday at the meeting I was present in but um, Steve Baker I believe told you that uh, it had a conversation with Mary June. and that was the 5th of June yep. she clarified that by saying she knew the school was in dire financial crisis on the 5th of June and it wasn't until the 3rd of July she actually knew that administrators would be brought in here to the school Penn School in Bucks but to go back to an email which came in yesterday which we found really really interesting uh, one of the parents had got hold of an email which had been sent to them via Waitrose who had been supporting this school in fundraising, raised lots and lots of money for them. And on that email it confirmed, uh, this member of staff at Waitrose confirmed 
that they had offered to decorate the classrooms here at the school and that offer was never taken up. We wondered why, so I put that question to the head teacher, and here's what happened. I know you're short on time this morning. I'm gonna try and get as many questions as I can. Would you say that, that things such as decorating classrooms, would you class that as fundraising, something which you couldn't afford to do? Decorating classrooms is something that we needed to do and we didn't have money to do. Okay. We've been in financial difficulties for ages. I've got an email which has been sent to me by a parent, and that's yes. come from Waitrose, oh, and yes. they offered to decorate the classrooms here at the school. That offer was not accepted. Can you tell me why? I didn't know anything about that, no. I didn't know that they were offering to... Um, Decorate the classrooms. I've got the email which says they offered to decorate the classrooms. We're talking about Waitrose here, a massive brand. They were offering to do that. That offer was never taken up. And you're the head teacher. You don't know anything about that at all. I didn't know anything about an offer to decorate the classroom. I knew, of course, we were charity of the year for Waitrose. And we very much appreciated their help. For instance, they came and helped with a fundraising event, which was the fireworks night. And they which is fantastic, but why would an offer such as decorating all the classrooms, which you crucially needed, why would that, why would people not respond to that? I don't understand. I didn't know anything about the offer to decorate the classrooms. Sorry, but I didn't. No. Okay, just lastly, um, do you feel that the trustees have done everything in their power to save this school? Because they're not talking to us. That's a very difficult question for me to answer in my position, but... You were at the meeting the other night. You faced the parents. They didn't. Yeah. Do you think they've done everything they can to save this school? I think that the trustees should have taken on a um, more of a fundraising role. They, um, they should have had a professional fundraiser on the staff um, and also a business manager to give the senior leadership team, and me in particular, good business advice. Have they let you and the children down here? I'm not going to answer that because uh, I think that's a loaded question. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to answer that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time. Yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, Justin, you know I think you're brilliant anyway. That's the best thing I think I've ever heard you do. That was marvellous. Well done. Thank you for that. Who have you got with you now? Thank you, boss. Um, more, more and more parents are turning up. Um, you, you're outside the school with a sign. We've got all the... Let's move away from the cars because all, all the parents are listening to the, the radio interview and we might get a bit of feedback. Um, tell us what sign you've got here with you. Save our children, save our teachers, save our school, please. That's all we've got now. You know, we're trying trying everything possible um you know but we're obviously feeling just so deflated right now it's it's horrible it's the last day of term uh we're all so sad um we went for our children's six sixth form prom yesterday which should have been something that was enjoyable uh all the parents were just so sad and devastated um and it wasn't really a happy occasion for us because of obviously we know what the consequences are going to be today 
Let's just hope it's not the last day. Let's hope. What's, um, what's your son saying to you at the moment? Uh, I ha after the prom yesterday, he asked me a question saying, have you got friends? Which I replied, yes. He turned around to me and said, am I going to have any friends now? Last night. Um, and obviously I said, yes, he is, because he's going to keep in contact with some children. Um, but with regards to school, you know, I don't know, because I don't know how he's going to be able to access friends in a mainstream school, because there is going to be nobody there who can communicate with him like they can here. You just feel... You feel lost at the moment, don't you? Because you haven't. You and the parents are all saying to me, "We've got, we've got nowhere to turn. We're not getting any answers. You're just completely in the dark." And we're talking about your child's future here. Yeah, you know, we just obviously we don't know what to say to our children because we don't have the answers, um, which is the worst feeling in the world. Because you want to keep your children happy, protect them, keep them safe, and right now we don't know what what the outcome is going to be so we can't promise them anything at the moment i've got to hand back to Ian. and this will be my final question to you um the trustees again to go back to them um they've yet to come on our program and talk to us and you the parents and let you know what's going on they've now instructed a pr company we've received emails this morning um can i just get your reaction to to that please i just don't understand you know even if they haven't paid for this pr company why, if they know people um, in PR, why they couldn't have used that wisely and used that to promote our school and get help for our school a lot earlier. Um, it just seems mad to me that they couldn't have done that for our school when they're meant to care so much about the welfare of our children. Thank you very much. Thanks. There you go, Ian. So more parents this morning. We've heard from lots of them. I've been here since 5.30 this morning. Um, a lot of parents are getting very, very emotional because this could well be the last day. Obviously, there are five interested buyers. They're hoping and praying that the school can be saved. Um, the parents have been talking to us. The head teacher's spoken to us. A number of the teachers inside the school. But yet, and I've been here since 5.30 this morning... Um, yet we are, um, well, we're still waiting for a trustee to turn. Not a word from the trustees, just in excellent stuff indeed. Yeah, why didn't they hire a PR company to help them, I don't know, raise some money? Uh, have we got anybody out there that wants to say hello to us? Do you want to say hello? Hello, Ian. Hello, Kelly. How are you? <laughs> are you good, Kelly? How are you? Is Kelly. that Kelly? That's not Kelly, is it? Yes, Who's it is. Say hello, I'm Kelly Betts. <laughs> nah. Is that Kelly Betts? No. Well, are you Kelly Betts? No. You sound like Kelly Betts. No. no, you can't be Kelly Betts. You're too tall for Kelly Betts, aren't you? You're too tall. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Long delays on the M25 anti-clockwise. There's a lane closed because of an accident just before Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims. It's back queuing through the Holmesdale Tunnel towards Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey. On the clockwise M25, uh, an earlier breakdown, making it a bit slow between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 25 for Enfield. In Bedford, the A6, Paul Radcliffe Way, looking heavy, going south at Cutthroat Lane and Clapham Road through the roadworks still. Uh, also heavier than normal on the Broadway around St Peter's Street. No problems I can see on the trains. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Tom. That's it. That's your lot. What a busy morning. There's going to be a special podcast out in a few hours. I have nothing else 
to say. <laughs> I got it. No. So that's the end. That's the end of the show. Now it's time for JBS. Now it's time for JBS. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's the most professional introduction I've had. Thank you very much indeed, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you think buying your own home is important? House price rises of 5% a year and a shortage of affordable homes are set to increase the so-called generation rent. A report from economists at the accountancy firm PricewaterhouseCooper suggests the number of new home buyers is set to fall over the next decade. By the year 2025, more than half of those under the age of 40 will be living in properties owned by private landlords. But is there really anything wrong with this? Do you think buying your own home is important? I'd like your views, your experiences, your reaction to this this morning on 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines MPs reject HS2 tunnel through Buckinghamshire. Police Minister says Bedfordshire will get a fairer deal and last day of term for Bucks School faced with closure. BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee have rejected calls for a full tunnel to protect the Chilterns on the proposed high-speed train route through Buckinghamshire, but they say a case has been made to extend the existing tunnel plans. More from Carol Abercrombie. The MPs say they're strongly of the view that the case for a long tunnel has not been made, but they're backing an extension at the northern end of the proposed South Heath Tunnel. They say this would not delay the overall scheme. They add they may also recommend extending the tunnel at Wendover. Chesham and Amersham MP Cheryl Gillen has described it as bittersweet, but says campaigners can enter the summer with more hope. Bedfordshire's Police Commissioner Ollie Martin says the county's force could get a better deal on funding under a review being carried out by the government. The Policing Minister and Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning has announced a consultation on the way forces are allocated money. Mr Penning says it's not a case of more money but a fairer distribution of funds. The way the old formula works isn't fair, particularly on smaller forces like Bedfordshire. And so what I promise is we go out 